This is The Bunt, the number one podcast in skateboarding, brought to you by the number one shoe in skateboarding, Vans. And speaking of the number one shoe in skateboarding, we got big news this week. Bunt alumni, none other than Brianna Gearing, teamed up with Vans to drop her own pack, head-to-toe freshness, led by the skate old school. You're going to be hyped to wear these kicks to skate, chillin', or hit the bar in. You know what time it is. Go check out Breezy's new collection with Vans. Off the wall since 1960. Motherfucking sick. (laughs) Drop that bitch. Let's get it poppin'. This is the season finale of season 13, and you know it's a goddamn barn burner because that's all we deal with over here at The Bunt. I'm D Jones. As always, I got my main man, The Ghost, with me, and we got Ants one behind the scenes. It's a cool thing. Still. Ghost, tell them what we're working with this week. Monumental week in Studio E. One of my favorite skaters, and even though he's big time, I feel like he's still weirdly underrated. Just take take some time and go watch two or three of his parts while you're listening to this interview. He's fucked on the skateboard. I mean, we always assumed he was a great guy, but after talking to him on the pod, confirmed. Awesome dude. Uh, great vibes and excited for y'all to hear this one. Straight legend. And then, uh, yeah, do you know what it is? The post office and the rundown, baby. Let's get it popping. Monumental, man. I couldn't have said it better myself. And let's just get right into it, man. Let's hit him with the shout out of the week. A couple big things popped off, but I think I know where you're going with this. Oh, do you? Nah, I don't think this is what you're thinking. I'm going with a Bunt alum, another memory screen remix, and that was P-Rod the god himself uh that was really fun to watch there's so many different eras of p-rod and yo his kits used to be the absolute shit i mean not hating on his kits now but there's something about that fucking in bloom to yeah right era where he he was just the cleanest looking man in the game you know what's crazy about p-rod's evolution is that he started off fresh as hell then he kind of got like a little tight somewhere in the middle, and now he's venturing back into a little looser. Yeah, it's, it's good to see. <laughs> on the last Instagram post, it was all his clips off the, the loading dock gap, like the little ramp flat. Yeah. And it's like all the old ones just getting banged out so fresh, and then I forget what... Switchback 3 with the tight pants. The, yeah, <laughs> with the tight pants, and the, he breaks the board. And he just looks so different. I think he had like gelled hair for a bit. Too yeah, there. yeah, yeah. Nah, one of his recent clips, because at the end when it hits the credits, and then there's some like newer clips, all the kits were like not on point with the OG P-Rod, but then he did do the front shove back nose grind nolly back heel with some dope pants on and i was like yeah he still got it. he can still have the steez if he wants it 
Man, it even goes back to the, the switch trade down the double and in bloom where the pants were a little bit too big. <laughs> like, those pants were baggy as fuck. That was uh, some fly shit. I thought you were going to give it to Stainer, man. What, what happened? That's our dog. Oh, of course. Shout out uh, our boy Strobeck holding it down in Italy. That was definitely a fun watch, too. And Stainer, yo, that switch front board blew my mind, yo. I, I was like, I knew the spot because they'd already skated it a little bit. And I'm like, yo, have I seen him jump down a set that big? I was trying to guess what he was going to do. I'm like, what, fakie flip? Like, cab? Like, switch front shove? Where's he going with this? And then the man damn hit the switch front board. What? Okay, bro. This shocked the shit. Yo, we got to get you on the pod and get get the behind the scenes on that. I know your, your heart was bumping fast on that one, bro. <laughs> bunch of good stainer clips in there and uh cater and rowan obviously snapping tyshawn the god sick little italian video for show wait yo last last thing about that video that cracked me up or it didn't crack me up but that was just crazy to see is that you know when like cherry came out and i don't know how old we were but like tyshawn was just the little man on the scene and all those guys were young bucks and now it's crazy to see in this video they're the veterans man and there's like a whole nother generation of young guys killing it it's pretty cool to see the evolution but it was also a trip uh, another reminder that we ain't getting any younger time don't stop for no man ghost and uh tyshawn's grown as fuck yeah. <laughs> yo d jones man this is our pod so we basically get to do whatever we want and i just feel like putting this public service announcement out there to the people our main man mitch barrett yo ants get some sirens going is officially a free agent in the board game so if there's a board is this if there's a board brand out there that wants a canadian icon repping their shit uh who you know grant you know weekend you know i could see that there's, there's tons of sour anyways our boy mitch barrett the legend is a free agent and uh let's get him some boards this summer man he's trying to film a video part for the bun video man shit let's go good luck mitch <laughs> fucking dark stars out there yo no words of encouragement for the little guy come on dog well, I was going to say Sour, but you said it. I, um, Cyrus Bennett's starting a board brand. Maybe he'll hook you up. Um, <laughs> I just didn't see that coming, man. That shocked me on my own pod. <laughs> <laughs> Mitch, we're rooting for you. Come visit us in Toronto. Love you. Miss you. And if you still don't have a board sponsor, maybe me and Donald can give you a pity board or something. We'll figure it out. We'll make some bunt boards. But man, this ain't no game. Mitch is the real fucking deal. He's out there more than anybody on your team already. So if you're running a board brand, this is the guy you're looking for, all right? Fucking hell, man. <laughs> yeah. With all that said, make sure to follow us on Instagram at The Bunt Live. Subscribe to us on YouTube at The Bunt Live. And hit up our Patreon, patreon.com slash The Bunt. And if you need something else, head over to thebuntlive.com. We got every episode logged for your listening pleasure. Like the ghost said, we got Carlos, the motherfucking man, Ribeiro, in the building. Couldn't have explained it better myself. Probably one of the top five dudes in the world on a skateboard, but still underrated. 
but for some reason i feel like that shit ends this year man it's like this next part that comes out if you follow this guy on instagram it ain't even right what he's doing and this next part is just gonna put all that underrated shit to rest man real shit real shit y'all know only one thing left to do order yourself some maker pizza you can download the app on ios it's also available on android or if you live in t dot uptown avenue road in lawrence downtown queen of spadina the bunt has a theme we do it for the people and maker does it for the people too if you or one of your family members is a frontline healthcare worker, please email us because we got gift cards, $100 gift cards to make her to give away. Me and Ghost about to order some Dr. Pepperoni, some wings. You can have the ginger ale. I'm good with the water. couple chocolate chip cookies. Maddie Matheson, tell them what they're working with when they order maker pizza. This is literally the best pizza in the world. All right, Ghost, let's get into the interview. go we've got the legend carlos ribeiro in the building what's going on man chilling man chilling hyped to be here man thanks for uh having me the young legend yo shit <laughs> thanks thanks safer appreciate you anyone younger than us is uh is young eh <laughs> so carlos we start every show off the same hit us with your favorite skate moment and your favorite sports moment uh, my first LRG trip, I remember uh, one time uh, we used to skate with, uh, I mean, Tommy Sandoval was on the trip and he is the best dude ever. And then like he just, he left to get beers and we were at this double set. Like he didn't even look at the double set, but he was like off the van straight to get beers. And then we were at the double set and then like soon enough, he just like turns around the corner with like two glass bottles in his hand and then Tyrone he was like the allergy TM he goes and like Tommy was like having a great moment he was smiling like pushing and Ty was, Ty was like Ollie the double set and then dude like he just changed his expression like he went, he went straight to like eye of the tiger like and didn't even look at the double set and then like push super hard all in the double set with the two bottles dude like we was dying laughing it was so fun oh my god that was a great moment i'll never forget that dude <laughs> that's so how good. big was the double yo what are we talking i about? think it was like a four flat four or something that's that's like a baby double set for Tommy too, you know. But like he didn't the fact that he didn't even look at it. If it was a twenty set, he would he would be in the air just like, oh frick. <laughs> Damn. That's yeah. wild, man. That was a great one. Favorite sports moment, dude. Um okay. I think when Ronaldinho did um he was playing for Barcelona and then he like he did this dribble, like it's actually the ball go over the player, but he did like three in a row at the same player. And that's like a, it's like a, like a pretty famous like moment. Like he did one and then the guy come to get the ball, he does two and then three and then like kept going. And uh, yeah, that was great. <laughs> and Brazilian quick feet, yo, y'all got the best skaters and soccer players. Man. <laughs> Shit. So Carlos, take us back to the beginning. Where'd you grow up and how'd you get into skating? Um, I grew up in the city called Novo Hamburgo. It's a little town, a little outside of Porto Alegre, which is the capital city of the state Rio Grande do Sul, which is the state where we are 
you were born. And, um, dude, I got into skating from um, watching this guy just pushing down the street. I was actually at my... Um, my dad was driving the car, was like in the back seat, and I just see a guy riding the skateboard. And I remember I was just looking at him. I like, we were, we kept driving. I was just looking back, like waiting for him, like to do a trick or something. But he never did. He was just pushing. <laughs> but I was like, dude, I want to see like what's going on with that, you know. And then, uh, mm-hmm. sure enough, like I see some guys skating and like try to get bored. And then I got a board from my mom on Christmas. You know, classic Christmas gave so many people skateboard. <laughs> Hell yeah. And that was that. You were hooked, huh? And then I was hooked. Yeah, dude, like right off the bat. That was like um, the Christmas of 99. Wow. So you've been skating for a while. How old were you? I was eight. Been putting in that work. <laughs> yeah, I always think it'd be so sick when we hear those stories. Like if you could find that person and thank them, you know? Like, oh, yeah. That person dude. has no idea who Carlos is. But, like, he'd probably be so proud to know that he was the person who inspired you know, <laughs> one of the best skaters on the planet. <laughs> yeah, we should all thank that guy. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, man. Thank you. But, yeah, dude, I never thought about that, actually. That would be fun. Funny to, like, see him. You know, but I can't, I can't even remember the, his face. <laughs> That's usually, like, most of the stories are like that. If the person didn't have, like, an older brother or someone who skated, it was just, like seeing a random stranger do it and you're like whoa i gotta yeah. try that man sometimes when i see like when like kids just looking at me when i'm like skating down the street i just think of me looking at the guy too yeah and then like if i'm like solo i'm like i try to do a trick and i just pray like please land this because <laughs> then like try to kick flip and then land primo homie will never skate <laughs> so carlos Every great career has to start somewhere. What was your first big break in the skate industry? Well, we started like in Brazil because you guys know that um, we have like um, an industry in Brazil, right? There's like mm-hmm. a skate shoes, like trucks, boards, wheels, everything made in Brazil. So there's an industry there as well. And um, so we started by this guy. His name is um, Gilberto. He had a little brand, a little clothing brand. And I was like, I think I was 11 years old by that time, 10, 11. And he was like, uh, he was the one, the first one who kind of like, he was older. He was doing like 360 flip, no slide, like on the little curbs and stuff. Like like we were all tripping, you know, like the little boys in the neighborhood, like we were tripping. And Mm -hmm. then uh, this guy was like, yeah, I'll give you a shirt. I'll pay you for like your registration fee. Like, let's go to this contest. And I'm like, cool. So that was like, that was like the very like first, mm-hmm. like, okay, like, okay, I'm getting like a free shirt and like free entry <laughs> in this contest. Like, cool. <laughs> oh, free shirt is so big back then. Oh yeah. Free anything. Shit. Free anything. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that was it. Like for the, for the Brazilian like industry. Yeah. And then, um, after this contest, like, I don't even remember what I placed, but I remember I met one at that contest and, uh. And like Luan was probably like same age too, you know, super little. I remember he, I think he won that contest. I, I didn't even make the finals or anything, but I have like flashes in my head. And uh, <laughs> after that, I just start going more often to contests and uh, and kind of like I then I kind of realized there were there were a, a industry, you know, like you you can like get a shoe sponsor and stuff like that. But like before that, I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Did you end up riding for that clothing company? Um, yes, yes, actually. It was called um, Alkali 
like kind of like alkaline but just alkali mm -hmm. he had like a triangles logo but um yeah the you know, unfortunately the brand didn't last long but i think it was like one year i i was like riding with them he was like taking me to spots and stuff but like contests and and all that that's all you need when you're a young buck man that's what's straight up mm -hmm. i was stoked <laughs> so you first landed on our radar over a decade ago with your insane part in a place for everybody must have watched that part over a hundred times so much inspiration so thank you for that you know just a young lad becoming a man some of your kits you're wearing massive baggy clothes and white <laughs> huge white tees and then other clips you got skinny jeans on <laughs> but you know yes it's all good <laughs> but one thing i wanted to ask you about as much as i love the part there was one illegal trick in there and we just got to know what you were thinking man 5-0 to switch crook on that little ledge into the bank come on carlos oh true 5-0 to switch crook i was like because dude i had some <laughs> illegal tricks back then i was afraid i'm like oh maybe he dug deep but uh <laughs> Five-0 switch crook, dude, I thought it was the sickest trick. And then it's funny. It's funny because that clip, I'm actually wearing wearing the pants from my homie. And he, I think I had like a black like tank top from all his clothes and his boards. Because, you know, like when I was living in Barcelona, I was like, dude, like living off Makba, you know, selling my board, mm -hmm. like selling my stuff. And then I had no shoes, no board, no nothing. So I was wearing all his clothes. And I remember being wow. so hyped on that line, dude. I was so hyped on that line because that spot is hard to skate. But yeah, dude, five-hole switch crook. I used to think it was sick. You, you, you're not gonna see that again. I think I did it again, actually. He shut it down. I did it again on like a, a little, like um, a little added, um, a little added at Pirates Park when I was like fresh in America, just like a flow for Plane B. I filmed some stuff at Paul's Park, and then I did one 5-0 switch crook fakey flip, I think, something like that. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Get to the next level. Oh, shit. Damn, you got me, man. Like, I forgot about that, but I, I was hyped on that line. <laughs> it's retired now? You're not doing it anymore? Oh, definitely not. Definitely not. <laughs> but um, I remember it's a 5-0 switch crook, and then into the bank, and then switch blunt to 70, right? I, I was so hyped yeah, on that, that line. that was dope. That was dope. I should have just switch crooked it first. <laughs> yeah, or anything, basically. Front blunt fakey. <laughs> oh, that would be fresh. Yeah. Wow, you got me good. Okay. <laughs> you know what, dude? I used to do wheelie grind to back 5-0 back oh, then too hell no yeah wow. if you like if you were dug in deep if you were like digging on the internet you you might see some footage of me uh, like at mystic cup or something doing it you know like 5-0 i mean willy grind to 5-0 180 <laughs> like crazy oh no we gotta find oh, that we gotta we find gotta that find that yeah man very very illegal dude i don't think i've ever even seen that i'm so glad to hear that <laughs> Even the cleanest skaters had to learn sometime. <laughs> Dude, at that point, I was just like, I mean, at Mystic Cup right there, I, I was like fully broke and I had to like make the cut or like make some money from the contest. You know, that's what we were doing. Mm -hmm. So whatever it takes, you know, if, if you need to grab your board, <laughs> foot plant, whatever. <laughs> that was my mentality back then. <laughs> I could not picture you doing a foot plant, man, or a grab for that matter. <laughs> Uh, I can maybe like melon grab. 
Carlos, you did one of the first switch foot back nose blunts that we can remember. You probably have one of the best ones in skateboarding, but we're still waiting for that one signature switch foot back nose blunt. What you got up your sleeve for us? Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, dude, I don't know. I have some ideas, but um, first of all, I mean, that one I did on the LRG part was like on the table down the bank, kind of like. That was the fucking shocker one. <laughs> Thanks, but um, not a real spot, right? Not a real spot. Like you put the table down there and then it gets a little lower when you when you hit like down the bank too. Mm-hmm. Um I want to do on a real spot, like um, like a, a handrail, you know, doesn't need to be. Uh, a, yeah. I, That's what Safer was looking for. <laughs> yeah. I just, uh, I want to do on a handrail. I hopefully I can, I can make it happen. I actually, um, I tried uh, recently and uh, I slid a, a couple, but uh, it was getting dark. So I have to go back and uh, hopefully I can get that. But yeah. Wow. Yeah, you well, you have such a good one on ledges too. I could see you doing it on a hubba or a rail, but to to be honest, like uh, I feel like the the hubba or the ledge, it just um for some reason I I it feels better, you know, because there's more like more room to like stomp your foot when you don't lock in, yeah. And then Henry, you have to be more precise. Mm, me and Dono can't relate with that, but we'll take your word for it. <laughs> no, definitely can't. <laughs> But I, it makes sense. Like on the rail, you have to be completely like 90. You have to like yeah. fully walk in. And yeah. How about you can be a little crooked and like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Talking like I know from experience. <laughs> <laughs> guy's tripping. Um, so fast forward a little bit. Now you really bang the skate world over the head with your LRG Thrasher part. Another one we watched on repeat back in the day. How fun was filming for that part and just like being in the states and being kind of fresh that was crazy for me like that was um i just thought about tx right now for me it's crazy like oh man it came out <laughs> that was <laughs> that was crazy for me dude because when i came to the states i was like in my mind i still had like the barcelona like vibes i was like oh, i'm gonna go to the states spend a month there and then go to barcy again so um so i got here and then like straight got like hooked up with lrg like flow and then uh, and then matt paul my second day in cali like he straight like straight start hooking me up with play b boards so i was like dude what's going on like all this you know and then kyle camarillo was uh mm-hmm. he was filming for lrg at that point i remember like i went on like uh, a few sessions with lrg like went in the van with trent and then in tx chico or rodrigo peterson and then Kai was like, um, yo, let's um, let's film a part. Stay out here and let's film a part together. And um, mm-hmm. I had no idea, you know, like who Kyle was or like or anything. But I'm, I was just like, you know what? I think like that's a great <laughs> opportunity. I'm going to take it. Like, yeah, let's mm-hmm. do it. So I started filming with Kyle. And uh, Kyle was like my brother. I, I love him. And he straight up like, yo, come to San Francisco. Stay at my house. I stay at his house. And uh, I have a funny story, you know. I'm just going to let it out. It's super funny <laughs> and it's crazy, but you guys deserve that. <laughs> yes. So um, I went to Kyle's Camarillo's house for while filming for that. First time, barely know like English. I had like a still broken, but I had like a, a even worse English back then. And uh, 
in Brazil, the plumber, it's like super bad. So you don't flush the toilet paper on the toilet, right? We usually okay. have a trash on the side and then that's where you put the, the stuff. And then, you know, that's what it is. I had no idea. <laughs> so I'm like at Kyle's house and then I had to go to the bathroom, like did my thing. And then like first wipe, I like look around. I'm like, oh, there's no trash. Like, what do I do now? <laughs> And then, like, there <laughs> there was a bag, like, in the door, you know, of the bathroom, like, hanging on the door, a bag. And I'm like, oh, cool, maybe this is just this plastic bag. That's what it is. So I just threw it out there. And then, like, I cleaned my whole thing, threw it out there. And, uh, and yeah, flush the toilet, wash my hands, chilling, living my life, no problem. And then Kyle's wife. Oh, no. Maggie. Oh, not even Kyle. <laughs> Yeah, dude, I think she, like, she screamed, like, ah! And then, but they didn't even told me. They didn't even told me anything back then. But uh, just now I know because I feel like hours later, Kyle just came to me. He's like, oh, man, like, um, you know, like, you can just flush it, like, the toilet paper in the toilet. Like, it's all good. Kind of like that. Yeah. But dude, just like recently, Tyrone was like, yeah, Kyle called me like, dude, this dude is crazy. Like he put like all his stuff on it. Like what's going on? And then Ty was like, dude, like in Brazil is different, blah, blah, blah. Like had to explain it to him. Oh, now it's all fun. But yeah, dude, that was crazy. Dude, what was oh in that plastic God. bag? What was the bag for? Was what's it like up? dirty laundry or something? I the have no idea. bag that you violated. I have no idea what it was. I think, dude, I don't know what it was. I think it was actually some papers and some stuff there. Like, I, I can't remember. <laughs> Straight up violated. Dude. Oh, that's too much. Dog. That was a crazy one. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, and then uh, I didn't oh, even... Fuck. What are you... you, you they don't, can't expect you to know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Honest mistake. Honest mistake. But damn, that makes for a funny story to tell. Oh, straight up. But um, I didn't even felt ashamed or anything, you know, because Kyle played it so cool. I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah, dude, I got you. Like, you know, like I, I had no idea. <laughs> I got you. Yeah, throw my shit in the toilet oh. next time. No worries, B. Oh, man. Oh, the so best is you're looking around for any, any spot other than the toilet to drop it. Oh, yeah. That, that's what that's I was looking crazy. for. And, um... <laughs> but yeah to like answer the question then Kai was just like showing me spots and taking me to spots like oh let's go here and he'll give me like a suggestion like you should do this and like do that like kind of helping me out and I'm like cool I can try it I'll have some stuff in my head like for spots that he showed me and uh, dude it was like very natural and uh, it was super fun and it just worked out like very organically like like all of a sudden we had like a, a full part, you know. Hell yeah! Holy shit! I I like that part even more now. Now that I know some backstory. Yeah. Okay, Kyle was living the dream, man. Just had you staying at the crib and take you to any spot he wanted and ask you to do a trick there. Dude, I was I was living a dream. I was so stoked. I'm like, dude, I can't believe I'm in San Francisco. You know, like back then I remember Danny Fuenzalida was living there and like. He was like, oh, like, link up with me. And then uh, I would randomly just, like, go out with Danny Fuenzalita. He would, like, show me spots, like, walk around the city, just kick it. And uh, just, like, all that, skating with Chico. You know, I was, like, tripping. I was, like, straight up, like, living the dream. Oh, that's, that's awesome, man. 
you're like, I can't believe it. Like, I can even flush my shit toilet paper <laughs> in the toilet. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's epic. Yo, one thing I remember when that came out that pissed me off was I remember it came out and the part was on slap or whatever. And like, this comes up all the time, but when someone's like so good at Switch, like I've seen this, people say this about P-Rod too, and they're like, it's not even Switch if like he always skates Switch. Like, oh my God. My man's out here doing kickback tails, fakie flipping gaps, back nose blending handrails, back tail big flips, all in that part too. Give it a rest, you get me. What are your thoughts on that, Carlos? People say that, but like, I feel like I'm like uh, just joking around. And like, dude, I really like, for real, like, it doesn't like bother me at all, you know? Just because growing up in Brazil, like on like the late 90s, like 99 when I start skating and then like, okay, like early 2000s, there's so many good skaters in Brazil and like all the kids in my, my street, like were skating super good. And then like in my head, I just had this mentality, like, oh, I want to do the switch, you know? So I always mm -hmm. like wanted like, I learned like, I learned a bunch of tricks switch before, like switch flip crooks before kick flip crooks and like switch front side flip before front side <laughs> flip. And then uh, even switch flip back nose when I learned before, like kick flip back nose one. Jeez. And, uh, and that just like kind of later in skating, I say maybe like seven years ago, eight years ago, I was like, dude, you know what? Like I have to run it like regular too and like be able to do it. So I learned kick flip crook, front side, back side, front side flip, like, and, uh, and all, the, all that, you know, like the stuff that I uh, wasn't doing it. But uh, but yeah, now like I, I have a lot of joy. But I remember my switch flip was uh, was more solid than my regular kick flip back then. So that's how like switch flip back five or before kick flip back five and stuff like that. Okay, that's nutty and pretty unique to you, I'm guessing. <laughs> but uh, I still think let's say you had to bomb the steepest hill in the world, you're gonna hit that regular if your life depends on it, and you have to make it down in one piece, right? So that's a an old tired argument i think so carlos that part was 99 percent flawless but we gotta ask and you can blame this one on kyle if you want what were you thinking with the nolly front heel switch crook three shove out man <laughs> well no that was me too okay that's a good one you know why <laughs> i look back and i'm like what were i thinking same way <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. I thought it was cool, dude. Because I was do I was doing all for hill switch crook and grinding a lot, but I I didn't have the skills to do anything other than the three shove, and I wanted to do something else. I couldn't like half cap flip, fakie flip. Like I didn't know how to do that at that point. And I'm like, I can three shove. I'm gonna three shove it. Boom. Oh, and hell no. <laughs> you probably saw Jeremy that's Rogers sick. do it in the Plan B promo thing, and was like, oh, that's legal. I'm sorry we're here to arrest you, my guy. <laughs> but regardless of that slip up, that's still a heavy duty part. Still watch it to this day. Uh, definitely made your mark with that one. Respect, bruv. Oh, thanks, man. Trying my best. So by now you're skating chocolate flow and some plan B boards as well, as long as riding Converse. It was obvious to us you were going to be one of the best skaters for years to come. But what was going on with sponsors kind of sleeping on you back then? So, um, yeah, I was riding for Converse Brazil. And then, like, obviously, when I came to the States, they were, like, uh, flowing me, you know, like, giving me shoes and stuff. And uh, with Plane B, 
was like, like I said, the second day I met Paul, and he was like, um, do you want to write some plain B boards? I'm like, for sure. So I met Ryan Denman, too, who was the TM at the time. Started skating with plain B boards and then went on a trip with plain B, which was amazing, too. Like PJ Ladd, Shackler, like Pat Duffy, all those guys, Ooh. Tori. And uh, I was tripping. I was super hyped. But um, but I remember feeling a little pressure just because the names were so big, you know, like had Paul, PJ, Sheckler, you know, like all these mm-hmm. guys. And I'm like, dude, kind of kind of like feeling a little pressured. And uh, but it was um, it was going good. I feel like it was probably going to happen at Plain B too. you know, like I, I believed back then. But um, mm-hmm. beginning of 2012. So like I went to the States april 2011 for the first time and i flew back to brazil in december for the holidays and then as i'm coming back to the states by like february 2012 there was a lrg trip my first lrg trip to um nicaragua where uh, chico has a house you know have family there and we, we actually stayed at chico's house and then at that point lrg was was already like paying me, you know, like, was my first sponsor, like, he, they were fully backing me, and, uh, so I was at Chico's house, I was waking up at seven in the morning, I always woke, woke up early, and it was, like, always me and Chico, just, like, drinking a coffee, and then talking, and then he was, like, one day, like, yo, what's up with plan B, you know, like, what's going on there, and I'm, like, dude, it's cool, blah, 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 like, I feel a little pressure, and then he's, like, do you want to try chocolate? And, you know, like, back in 2012, like, you know, chocolate was, like... Oh, yeah. Sick. Cream of the crop. Yeah. Exactly. And I'm, like... That was my dream, too. And I'm, like, right there, I'm, like, dude, straight up, I'm so super down. I'm down. And he's, like, okay, when we get back from the trip, let's um, let's see if we can do something. And then, uh, sure enough, after the trip, like, he uh, hit me up. He's, like, yo, let's go to um, Crayotap. Talk to them. And then it was me, Tyrone, which was the LRG TM at the time, and Chico. We went to Crayotap, like, we were in the, in the room, I think it was Carol, Sam Smythe, and um, I think Rick was there too. Can't remember. Yeah, yeah. But I'm, I remember Carol, Sam Smythe, and I didn't say a word because I was, like, super shy, you know. <laughs> Obviously, didn't say yeah. anything. But, uh, but I remember them were, like... Uh, yeah, like feel free to grab some words, like or if you want to go back to Plan B and tell them you have this opportunity, like see if something happens, like do you feel free? And I was just like, dude, I'm just gonna go get the boards right now. Like I was so hyped. And then I called Danman to quit. Was super nervous, like just walking back and forth. Like called him, and then he's like, dude, are you sure? Are you sure you you want to do this? You know, because he was like obviously saying like chocolate is known like for like sleeping on people, you know, like we want to do something with you and all that. But mm-hmm. I was like, man, like I remember perfectly the conversation. I totally say like, dude, I don't want to like miss the opportunity to, you know, ride for chocolate. And uh, and then, yeah, start getting the chocolate boards. And it was just so intimidating, dude, going to Crayotap tap and getting the boards. It was like so oh, yeah. harsh. And I would go with my broken English too, and then Sam Smythe sometimes, some days he would come down and be like, "Hey, I'll, I'll be in my office if you like need anything." You know, I'm obviously not gonna walk through Crayotap and like, you know, I was scared to bump into someone and people would be like, "Hey, what's up?" And I'm like, <laughs> you know, not know what to say. Yeah. 
So, uh, so unfortunately, like it was hard for me to like make like a a friendship with anybody there and and stuff. So yeah, he, he mm-hmm. ended up like not working out. Damn, the chocolate vortex got you. Yeah, they. Uh, it's crazy because you went from one intimidating scenario to like an almost equally intimidating scenario. Straight up. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe even more at Crail Tap. Like the first meeting with Carol and Rick Howard and Sam, like that's pretty intimidating too. Yeah, it was just different because the plane B, what was intimidating was like the skating, you know? Mm-hmm. And then at Chocolate, what was intimidating was like just the names, you know, just the guys, yeah. you know, like Carol, like... The history. Yeah, yeah all those guys. Yeah. So... After Plan B, and then a little bit of chocolate, eventually P-Rod came to the rescue with Primitive and Nike. How did that play itself out? Dude, that was um, that was a bless. <laughs> so um, <laughs> with, um, I think it happened like pretty close together, Nike and Primitive thing. The Nike one was more like um, this guy. His name is Andy Henry. I think he used to work for SB and then he just moved into Converse and uh, Converse was in a phase that um, they wanted like, uh, I remember they like hit me up on like uh, saying like, oh, maybe you play the guitar more, you know, we can use that, you know, with the skating and they, they wanted like that kind of like, you know, vibe for the team. Mm-hmm. It, it was kind of like getting like rearranged. It was a, it was a, a, a weird phase. And uh, this guy Andy was I don't know what what was his title there, but um, he was up there. And then he uh, he told me like, "Yo, Casper, like been talking about you, you know, over at Nike." And then he's like, "I'm not supposed to say that, but like, if you, I feel like it's better for you. It's a better opportunity for you, like on, over at Nike than than over here at Converse, you know." But uh, obviously, I was like. Still want to work out with Converse because uh, Kenny Anderson, you know, and I was on, on chocolate at that time too. And Kenny was like the one that I had like a, you know, a relationship a little bit, like skated with him a few times. And um, he was such a cool dude too. So, uh, and he was like, dude, stay with us, you know, like oh, we'll, we'll make it work. And then obviously I believed in him. And then John Coulter too, I think he was a TM at that point. And um, he's a photographer. He was like such a great guy too, like a, I skated with him a couple times and uh, I remember like good things about him too. So I had like that, but I had Andy, which in my head was like um, higher up on cons at that point, telling me to go to Nike. And then, uh, yeah, obviously I was like, you know what, like, let's do it. And then with Primitive, I think it was, um, I think I remember, I remember Heath Brinkley, he um, hit me up and he was like, um, yeah, let's talk. And I went to a Starbucks close to his house in the valley, and and he was like, "Yo, like uh, Paul is launching this brand. We don't know the name, but we want you to be a part of it." And then he's like, "Dude, I don't know if he's actually supposed to say that, but it's like back in the day." So he was gonna be P. Rod, Chris Cole, and Mike Carroll. What? I mean, sorry. No, 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 no. My bad, my bad, my bad. Mikey Taylor. Sorry. I had Carol in my head from the last conversation. That's a, that makes that's a more big sense. mistake. That would yo. be crazy. I wish you didn't even fix that, yo. You use just my Kara, then kind of like mute the next. Just make like. Yeah. No, it was, uh, was going to be uh, Paul, Chris Cole, and then Mikey Taylor. 
And then he's like, yeah, and then like, and you're gonna be the only M. And I was like, dude, that's crazy, you know, in my head. And I'm like, that's mm -hmm. amazing. But at that time, I wanted to write for cliche too. Oh shit! And there was talks with cliche at the same time. And I'm like, dude, there's cliche that can happen too, you know, like. Cliché was my approach. I approached for Cliché. And then Primitive, which I didn't know the name yet, it was like Heath who approached. And then obviously I know Paul. Like he hooked me up since the first day I, I seen him person, you know. Mm -hmm. And I see like he has a great heart. And I knew it was going to be like, okay, like he, this dude is going to fully back, him, back me, you know. like So, but I still want to like Cliché kind of, I was like in the edge. Mm -hmm. But um, I, I, I waited like, For a bit, because I remember there was rumors that the he was gonna call the Paul Rodriguez skateboards or something like that. You know, rumors around, <laughs> and I was afraid of that. <laughs> and then, uh, sure enough, I just like I called Paul. I think it was like in this. I remember I was in Brazil. It was like in December. It was summertime in Brazil. I called Paul. And I'm like, oh, you know what? Um, I'm down, dude. Let's do this. Like, thanks for you know. And then he's like, cool, man, that's great. So, and then he's like, we're gonna call it Primitive, and um, it's gonna be me, you, and Nick, and we're gonna launch it in April, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm, I'm stoked you're, you're on, and you know, all that, like the way he is. And uh, yeah, that was like a huge blast, dude. Like, we launched it, um, I think it was like April 11, 2014, at the barracks. And uh, I remember I wasn't going, uh, I took a train, a metro from Long Beach to LA to go to the barracks. And then in the train, the metro, I text Sam Smythe. Like, I sent an email. I'm like, hey, Sam, just want to let you know I'm going to the barracks right now. I'm going to launch, like, we're going to launch Primitive Skateboards. It's like Paul Rodriguez brand. I'm, I'm going to write for them. Like, just want to thank you for everything. And, uh, yeah, and that was it, dude. He didn't try and Damn. keep you. He wasn't like, no, you could be the face of chocolate. Oh, no, no. <laughs> No, come on, man. I probably wished that back then too so much. But uh, he he just said, uh, he said, dude, like best of luck, something like that. I remember, yeah. That's what's up. Oh, that's and sick. Imagine yeah. fucking Mike Carroll riding for Paul Rodriguez skateboards. Woo! Oh my goodness! Imagine that. P Rod. <laughs> that's crazy. That was a big mistake. <laughs> I've never heard that story that they were considering naming it that. Thank God they didn't go through with that. I think more because, yeah, that was rumors, you know, like, especially like here in L.A., you know, there's a bunch of rumors always, you know, with stuff. And then I def obviously uh, yeah. heard that and I'm like, oh, but Carlos coming with the real behind the scenes shit. yo. <laughs> <laughs> But he, I think even that, like, it will do good, too, <laughs> probably. <laughs> yeah. Everything he touches turns to gold, man. Dude, yeah, I remember I tr I um, I really was tripping because, like, when I got on Primitive, you know, Paul has so much love from everybody, you know, and then like he just like basically he just shared his love, you know, with us, you know, his love he, he has from people. So like basically like every time I'll be in the streets, I remember like, oh, you write for primitive man, like tell Paul I say what's up, you know, and stuff like that. So that that love kind of like backlashed, you know, to us too. Mm -hmm. So. It was great, man. Paul Paul is the man. No doubt, man. He showed us love, too, when we first started the bunt. I don't know if you remember this, but you guys were in Toronto. You did a primitive demo here. I don't know how many years ago yeah. now. And then you guys were all, like, having dinner, I think, at the hotel. And me and Dono, we'd probably done, like, mm -hmm. three, three or four interviews ever. We just started five years ago. Yeah. And uh, 
Paul just blessed us. He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm down. Like we came to do an interview with Spanish and they were sharing a room and we secretly prepared a whole interview for Paul too, just in case. And then we finished the interview with Spanish <laughs> and then Paul came in for like the last like 10 minutes of his interview. And then we, he was just like, yeah, we're like, oh, would you be down crossing our fingers? He's like, oh, hell yeah. And we're like, yes. And then we like pull out the paper Sick. with all the questions. Like we weren't already planning it and shit. <laughs> but yeah, he's, he's <laughs> that's awesome, got a dude. big heart. Like you said, man, enough love to Paul. Yeah, he does, man. Dude, when we left that hotel room, we were so <laughs> yeah. fucking hyped. <laughs> we were like, this is it, man. The podcast, we, we, we did it now. Like it's not going to get any better than this. Like <laughs> P-Rod interview number five. Are you kidding me? That was that's so sick. Yeah, because we went from interviewing only our friends that we knew, like Morgan Smith, Grant Patterson and stuff. And then Sick. Spanish and Paul were the first two people that like we just met. You know, it was crazy. Sick. Mm -hmm. So, yo, back to your skating. Fast forward a bit. You dropped the all for you part. Next level shit. We're obviously sorry to hear about your dad, but you really turned it up in that yeah. part. Getting gnarlier and gnarlier on the handrails. Uh, what made you start getting a little more zero with it the past few years, man? Getting fucked out here. <laughs> Dude, yeah, I I used to be so scared. I'm still am. Yeah, I'm still am. But um, I feel like what got me into I was just skating flat bars more often, and then also Giovanni, this kid, like I knew him from from Brazil a little bit, but like when he came to the states, and then we were skating together a bunch. He um, he skates handrails like so confident and so comfortably and then like just being with him skating with him kind of like taught me you know how to how to approach you know like the first because that's mm -hmm. what it is you know it's like the first one you know like that's the hardest and uh, I started getting like uh, and also dude I started to liking to watch footage of like K-walks and this guy skating big rails, kink rails, and that was getting me hyped too. Not only just like the, mm. you know, the, the like thug lines, you know, and like tech tricks <laughs> and all that. Like, I also I love that still, but like handrails were getting me hyped too. And uh, mm. and then skating with Geo and skating with like friends that know how to skate handrail well, and then uh, just kind of like starting to feel more comfortable. I it's like a never-ending process, you know. I'm still like learning and stuff but I, I i feel a little more confident than than back then yeah so for all for you i was kind of like feeling it more confident and then also like pretty much all the the rail tricks what geo was with me too and he definitely like got a trick on the rail too you know mm -hmm. bro yeah you're buck now like some of the shit you put on instagram now is fucked like i feel like some of this the handrail stuff specifically that you put out now like would have been like some of your gnarly enders back in the day you know mixed with the tech shit that that rail you 50 the crazy kink one at that one spot that geo fakey 50 i think oh yeah yeah like imagine you if you 50 that eight years ago that would have been so crazy but now you're just out here grinding for sure <laughs> but i would never hit that i would never hit that eight years ago dude i remember i'm like dude i'm i don't like handrails mm -hmm. even if it's like five stair i i remember being so scared of him and uh, I would probably like we'll have like maybe one or two, you know, in a part if I had something, you know, a little nolly heel crook down a seven or eight stair. Like, come on, dog. This guy's talking like, oh, yeah. skate rails. 
but that's like if you look at it that's like a very safe trick to do not like you know you're like on the side of the henry you know you're not gonna sack an ollie or crook yeah. you know yeah, kind of like that that was my mentality back then yeah we can't really relate once again but it's all good <laughs> we need a we need a geo to come here and show us <laughs> yeah. how to do it say. dude stop i'm we, telling we you someone man. to get our confidence up that dude is crazy, dude. I remember the rail I flung from Blunt for uh, All For You on the triple set. Like, we pulled up on a Trey Williams session, and then I was just me and Gio on the car, and I'm like, dude, are you going to like this handrail? And in my head, I'm like, I'm not gonna, even going to skate. But I told Gio, like, dude, if I 50 this today, like, I'm hyped. <laughs> and then, okay, we pulled up to the session, you know, like, Gio got already, like, super stoked, and I'm like, bro, if you get out of the car, it was like an hour and a half ride. If you get out the car and lip slide the handrail right off the bat, I'll grind it. And he was like, bat, just got his board and boom, did it. Wow. Like, no problem. Like, <laughs> wow. So, like, obviously, it took me, like, an hour to commit to it. But I did 50 that day. I think I did 50-5-0 and lip slide. And then in my head, I'm like, oh, I want to do something here. And then I went back for the front blunt afterwards, a wow. few months after. It sounds like that was one of the first things that, like, unlocked your confidence that session straight up yeah 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 because you know it's funny i was watching some old parts the other day i think johnny layton remember donna we were watching that johnny layton does 50 50 and front board yeah. in uh suffer the joy i think and you know that's like the heath rail back lip and it's just funny watching old videos yeah. where it's like the hesh guys the gnarly guys seeing the tricks they did back then which is like so much respect to them because you know, the rail was newer and then like fast forwarding to 2020 and then the tech guys like Carlos are out here front blunting that shit. <laughs> it's crazy, man. Skating's progressing too fast. Yo. Yeah, I was I was I was super hyped on that. I was really hyped on that. Dude, people um people murked that rail up. Trey Williams did back tail. Whew. Corey Glick back over crook first try. Wow. Zion did front crook. Brute. <laughs> there was some tricks dude carlos not only are you one of the most skilled skaters on the planet you're also one of the most productive the amount of a plus footy you've put out over the last 10 years is insane most of your parts have two songs because they're over five minutes long how the hell do you keep up the motivation and continue to progress year after year <laughs> thanks thank you man i feel like dude for you know like you're a pro skater for me that was always my dream too you know and i we're living the dream and then um the dream became a job in a way you know but it's like what you love to do so why not do what you love you know like push the hardest you can you know if like it's, it's your job but it's what you love too you know like let's say like i don't know if you love like Whatever work it is you love to do and just like work hard, you know, that's what I feel like, dude, like why not work hard if I'm doing what I love to do? And, uh, but the thing is about like Absolutely. filming a part and stuff like that is just like, it's really what, what I love. It's like my, my, my first love on skateboarding, you know, it's like filming a part. It's what actually drives me, you know, like getting a clip, coming back home, like, oh, I got a clip that I'm stoked on today. You know, that's what makes me like that feeling of like getting a clip done filmed it's what makes me like keep going and then i it i feel like i'm most of the skaters are definitely like addicted to that feeling you know it's like getting the job done or like 
like you're at college it's like oh, getting yeah. like the the degree you know like that feeling like okay i accomplished this mm-hmm. you know like for skaters it's just like clip by clip it, you you get that feeling and i feel like that's like what feels me and i just want to like get it more and more and more but um obviously there's phases you know sometimes like i go over like a bunch of sessions without like getting a clip trying the streaks and then you get frustrated but then like eventually you get back on the groove and you get some clips and you're hyped on them That's just like the the life of the skater and the yeah that's what it is, bro. That's the motivation. It's just probably like what addicted to that feeling, you know, of like getting a clip. Yeah, it's hard to keep that drive alive year after year, especially when you work so hard to finish one project, and then you're finally done. To find the drive to keep going to make the next one better and better is what separates people, you know. Yeah, and also, dude, like. I think it has um, now. I never thought about it, but now that I'm, you know, on this talking about that, it um, has a lot to do with the people you are uh, surrounded with, you know. Mm-hmm. And then just like primitive, like we are, like we're family, and it's like everybody's, you know, everybody's super nice, and and everybody just like skates a lot. And then it just ended up like you you're having a lot of fun with the homies in the streets. You know, sometimes you don't even want to skate, and then like homie skating and then you're like you know what i'm gonna try something and then you get a clip you know like stuff like that it happens naturally too and uh i feel like it's it, there's a lot to do with like the the people you're surrounded with too you know probably 100 mm-hmm. um that just made me think of <clears throat> you know how you were intimidated when you were on those first plan b sessions now think about if a kid was on flow with primitive now and he's going to skate with carlos with paul with tiago you know like oh i can't even imagine what kind of pressure you'd put on yourself and just to watch like trent mcclung like you guys are (laughs) fucked yo i think i saw i don't know if you posted it (laughs) i can't remember who posted it it was just like a session on that ledge that you did nollie front heel switch crook half cab flip oh yeah just seeing like all the tricks that you guys did in that session like i can't imagine being like the flow kid trying to impress paul or something and get on and it's like tiago did nollie hard flip back nose grind pop out he did that trick fuck what did what did trent do something else fucked i can't remember pop shove crook from the side and all a big flip out yeah <laughs> like yo how do you even you got to be the best of the best on your team man it's you guys are fucked man yeah man i pull up with my 50 front 180 <laughs> final switch crooks <laughs> yeah 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 try and do a circus trick to impress paul like he's never seen this one before (laughs) but speaking of being a a high level fucking skater what's your secret to be able to produce at such a high level what's the diet you know what's your day-to-day looking like give us all your secrets because me and donna want to know and i'm sure there's some people out there that want to know the routine dude i just try i try to eat healthy as much as i can i don't drink i don't smoke i uh, do a little workouts too i just i feel like before a little you know like coming up like i said you know like i used to smoke weed drink beers and do all that and then and and have this like core mentality you know which is like it's nothing wrong with that you know I, i i still am obviously like you know like i used to be like core you know film video parts and you know don't do contests and that's it you know i used to be like that now like i'm just more like opened up you know like i like doing contests i feel like it's important too you know like it, it helps with my street skating obviously filming video parts it's like my main like 
thing my first love mm-hmm. but i'm more opened up too i feel like the, the not drinking helps a lot and then not smoking and just eating healthy and yeah that's what it is i go i go skate park a lot and the It's funny, like skating with Paul is just so sick. Like Paul is always like bringing challenges to the session, you know, like we're like kicking it. He's like, let's do three switch flip back clips on the rail in a row. And then like we have to do three switch flip, you know, like we do until we all do three in a row. And then sometimes we miss the second one, we miss the third one. But at the end of the day, you did like 100 switch flip back clips, you know, down the rail. Yeah. And like we had this like at the Nike park, like, okay, let's do the kickflip from board, regular switch, kickflip back lip, regular switch. Like he always brings some challenging and then like we, it's like a training, you know, and that, mm-hmm. that helps a lot too. And then um, obviously like I feel like just working on a project, on a video, like I always, um, I always give my best. I try to give my best, you know, like, and then for the next video, you're gonna try to make it better than the last one so you know your best have to be better than the last one and then that makes makes you push yourself you know i feel like if yeah. you don't push yourself you you it's easy to be stuck too and then uh i hope that's working still and then at one point that's gonna like i'm not gonna be able to do it of course and you know i hope i just know when when to stop <laughs> Hey, you still got plenty of time young buck 29 damn <laughs> Uh, you must be the perfect employee paul must love you your mentality like that's that's exactly what you want when you put someone on your team man shit thanks i hope paul i'm gonna send paul the link of this interview for him to to watch it (laughs) yeah yeah paul give carlos a raise man you know he deserves it when he gets that skater of the year this year maybe him or jack o'grady it's going down (laughs) i hope so come on man uh, Carlos, you're not exactly known for being a contest skater, but a couple years ago you pulled up to Tampa Pro and won that shit. How dope and random was that for you? Dude, that was so random for me. That was crazy. <laughs> really, though. Like, I can't believe it. You know, I said that before, and it sounds it sounds so weird because um, it's a weird thing. But I think it's skating is like, it's weird in that way too. But when I go to a contest, I don't expect, I never like go to a contest expecting to win, you know? I don't, you know, seeing like Naija, Yuto, how those guys skate, like they they are killers, you mm-hmm. know, on contests and in the streets too. But like, it's so I don't even expect that, you know? But I'm like, I just want to land my tricks. As long as I land my tricks, I'll be happy, you know? And then uh, I, did, I remember I was I, at Tampa, I just like, had my run, and then um, I remember it was, it's three runs in the finals, and uh, for me it's always like I'm in the finals. I'm like, oh, crazy, you know, like all right. <laughs> and then I was doing the runs, and then the first two runs I missed an ollie frontside flip on the hip, and I remember Trent came up to me like me and Trent are good homies, and he's like, dude, just do nollie from heel, like do nollie from heel, you're gonna land it. And I remember like, you know what, dude, I don't care. I'm just going to try another from side flip again. Like, let's see what happens. And then, okay, landed it and landed and all I'll tell you after. I didn't even look at the score, you know, like I'm like, okay, landed my stuff. I'm happy. And then I remember I seen Paul just, he stood up and he's like, I forgot what he said. He's like, that's what I'm talking about. Something like that. <laughs> and then I look at the board and I'm like, first place. I'm like, what? That was, and then, yeah. And this stuck to that I was I was tripping dude I remember I was talking to Luan me and Luan like just on the corner I'm like super nervous before the the award thing you know 
because I'm not used to it, obviously. And I'm like, dude, I'm so nervous, dude. I, I, I don't want to go up there. And he's like, dude, stop tripping, dude. You already won. Just go over there and get it. You know, like that, you don't have to do anything else. And I'm like, tripping, dude. That was random. It was crazy, dude. I'm super stoked. Good times. I feel like one of my traditions is, for whatever reason, I feel like I'm always hungover when I watch Tampa Pro. I just watch that shit in bed, stream that shit. <laughs> And I was just rooting for you so hard because, like, obviously, you know, big fans, but, like, know you as a street skater. So when you see one of your favorite street skaters doing good in a contest, you're like, oh, shit. Mm -hmm. And then you landed the nolly uh, heel tail. And I was like, oh, it's over, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Champagne started flying. Thanks, man. That was dope as fuck. Yeah, I was hyped, man. That's a party. That's one of the oldest contests in the game, man. What a cool one to win. Yeah, I remember before I go to Tampa... Uh, there was two things funny that happened. Uh, my wife was like, you don't go out in Tampa. Huh? I know. She was like, I, you can go out if you win. And then, uh, but, you know, my, <laughs> oh, my wife is like, it's not like that. You know, he was just f- playing. And then I remember too, Tyrone, because me and Tyrone, we still have a good relationship. Like he really like hooked me up back then with LRG and all that. So we're still good friends. And then I text him, just joking. I'm like, yo, I'm going to Tampa. I'm just going to win that real quick, and I'll be right back. And then uh, it actually <laughs> happened. <laughs> wow. That's, That's so dope. fucking sick. Funny, dude. Okay, quick random question. But um, can you explain why all Brazilians have the best switch frontside flips, like no matter what? It's just like for some reason you could all like switch frontside flip a picnic table in the middle of a line, it seems like. What's up with that? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. That's a that's a random question for sure. I feel like uh, <laughs> it does, it has a lot of, a lot to do with like the soccer because everybody just start playing soccer. Not like oh, switch frontside flip specifically, but like the ankle movement, you know, probably <laughs> yeah. the footwork. The footwork. Yo, that makes sense. It's probably like that mm-hmm. kind of because we all like. It's like bas- basketball here in the States, you know, like every single kid, you know, play soccer. And there's like soccer fields and soccer yeah. like mm-hmm. goals everywhere in Brazil. So we, we all like play soccer growing up. And then maybe the, the footwork helps. Yeah. Bro, y'all are crazy. Well, there's man. your answer. Say you better get yourself a soccer ball, man. <laughs> I used to play soccer growing up, but I could barely switch frontside flip. Fuck sakes. Maybe, maybe you didn't play. You didn't play enough, man. Are you, you were, were you a goalkeeper? <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh, shit, huh? <laughs> oh, Did the goalkeepers get roasted? <laughs> Is that where you stick the crappy guys in net? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> oh, man. Carlos, can you take us behind the scenes on your lip slide of Sin up the rail in Encore? Oh, in, um, in China. Yeah, for sure, dude. That was random. We had, a, we had such a random session. We were in Chengdu, like this, this city has crazy spots too. And uh, I forgot we were stuck in this spot for so long. I think Rob was trying to line in the, like a, around the corner on like a, I think three up, like eight down or 10 down, I can't remember. But like we were just skating flat, me and Tiago and Trent was skating flat. And then they're like, oh, let's, there's this kink ray over here. Let's just look at it. And then we get there and there's like, you know, the blind things in the ground and like mm-hmm. you can't even skate the kink rail like because people were thinking about going over the rail. But uh, it was me and Tiago we were talking and as we pull up to the spot, we were talking and then Tiago was like, bro, I think you can go up this thing. 
<laughs> and then we're like, oh, let's go see it, you know. And then we just like straight push down and then kind of like push towards the rail up and just threw our boards. And then I actually like, dude, I feel, I feel like I can try it. And then Tiago was like, dude, do it, do it, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, it was his idea. Like, he like, dude, do it. You can do it. And then I kind of like start trying until I first like locked the first one. I thought my board was going to break. You know, I was afraid of that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then like I locked it just on the side and like it was mellow. So then it kind of happened quick too, though. Not so quick. I, I tried for probably like 30 minutes, 40 minutes, but I remember trying um, to get towed with by a motorcycle and then there wasn't enough speed because there wasn't enough, wow. um, you know, run up. But, mm -hmm. um, but dude, I, that was like the fastest I sprint in my whole life. I probably, you know, <laughs> I, can, I look at the clip and I remember just sprinting, throwing down and then two hard pushes. And then, yeah, luckily one just like, worked and went all the way to the top i was stoked on that one like that was insane. that was for me like you know at that point it was like my hashest my <laughs> hashest trick you know yeah dude that, that was, was a hammer that was a shocker yeah i'm like yo lip slide too like if i was not that i would ever try and skate that rail but like i would just bunt a front board you know so you don't have to put your nuts over that an up rail that seems like the most sackable yeah, trick but front board up that's fucking Insane. No, I know, but just just to try it, just to like, oh, like you just know what I mean? Just because, just to touch the rail, because you're going up a rail with a lip slide, it just seems like it's begging to sack you. <laughs> and now, the moment you've all been waiting for, it's time to announce the winners of the favorite skate and sports moment CHPO brand contest. For skate moment, we've got Shane McGugan who says his favorite skate moment has to be a few years back when Dylan Reeder came through his city, messed up some of his local spots, and he got to enjoy some pints with them. Congrats, Shane. You got a box coming your way. And the winner of the favorite sports moment is going to be David Zoran, who noted Patrick Waugh's infamous Statue of Liberty play. He'll never be able to live that down. Fellas, you got big-time boxes coming your way courtesy of the one and only chpo brand always doing it for the people all right carlos there's one line that i'd love to go behind the scenes on i think it's also an encore nolly 180 switch crook this out ledge down some stairs that's pretty massive that most people would probably use as a single and then you keep going and you switch backside flip into a little bank and then you nolly nose grind a massive handrail but what I'm most curious about is, <laughs> did you ever miss the switch backside flip? What was that process like? Yes, I definitely did, dude. I definitely did. <laughs> a, a, wow. a couple of them, not to say a lot of them. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, that line, it's funny because I think, and I don't remember if he used the footage, but back then when I was swimming for a place for everybody, I did not the 180 switch crook that out ledge as a single. I don't remember if that's on the part or not, oh. but I remember doing that. But at that point, I was like so scared to skate handrails. But I was like, dude, I wish I could do a line, you know, from the out ledge to the handrail. And then, yeah, I, eight years later or even more, because that was like 2000 and, 2009, 2010 when I was swimming for a place for everybody. So, yeah actually 10 years later i wanted to skate the rail and uh 
obviously my boy Gia was there with me <laughs> so uh, oh. we grinded the rail we lip slide the rail and I just like did was doing like nollie over the rail kind of like tapping it and uh, I was just gonna do a lot of nose grind as a single but mid like started trying and I'm like you know what dude I'm gonna do that line that dream line from from back then <laughs> and then I told Alan yo let's like try to run this trick on the out ledge one trick in the bank and then go to the rail and then we start trying and it start working We're like actually the nollie 180 switch crook was like more consistent than the switch flip switch backside flip just because you know it's hard to like aim the switch backside flip to land in the bank so you have to pop a lot yeah, before yeah, you know yeah. kind of like that Matt was like tricking me and uh so yeah and then it worked i was hyped i actually tried the line meeting in the middle of the trip didn't land it and then we went back the last day of the trip to try it again and i remember i was beat like Ooh. i was beat and it was the last day like nobody wanted to skate and i'm like dude let's go there let's do this and uh yeah luckily wow. it worked out that's that productivity man. <laughs> yeah. those are the ones that that can kind of sneak by in a part and you zone out because we all have ADD now. I was watching it again the other day. I'm like, yo, this guy switched backside flipped into a bank in between two gnarly hammers. I would have been so pissed every time I fell on the switch backside flip. But respect mm -hmm. to you for battling through that, man. That's I was just I was just so juiced on that line, you know, because I had that dream line from back then. I'm like, dude, I'm going to yeah. get it, you know, like whatever it takes. And also that trip, wow. that trip was amazing, dude. Like, it was the first uh, trip that Gio went on, you know, so we knew like he was going to get on. And Gio is the homie too, like crazy good skater, good kid too. And then that trip, I also, I brought my wife and my daughter to the trip and uh what yeah you know dad mode like my my daughter was probably like one i think she was like yeah one one and a half and i just um i got a apartment hotel next to the like close to the primitive like where they were staying and i was just staying with my wife and my daughter there i remember like woke up brunch with the family in barcelona chilling and then i would show up at the hotel at like 11 30 homies wouldn't even like wasn't even awake and yet you know and i already had like a full morning <laughs> yeah. and then go out skate with them and then come back and then go to my hotel get my family go dinner like chill kick it in the city go back to the hotel the homies didn't even leave the hotel for dinner yet you know because like you know that <laughs> So he was like, he worked like super good for me. It was like such a fun trip. That's a double life. Yeah, dude, nice, straight up. Skater mode and then dad mode, like in between. <laughs> Superman, Clark Kent. No sleep. <laughs> but actually, I, I feel like it was even better. I had better sleep because I was like done with dinner before, you know, everybody too, you know, obviously in bed before everybody and then obviously awakened earlier too and feeling better. So yeah, it worked good. Damn. Uh, another one. Can you take us behind the scenes on your three-year battle with the switch backside 360 over the picnic table? That was crazy. That was um, right when I got here, dude. Right when I got here in the States, um, first month skating with Rodrigo Peterson. He was... Um, Rodrigo, he's actually the, the godfather of my um, my daughter now, you know, like because he was my godfather when I got here too. You know, he helped me out a lot, bringing me in on sessions and stuff. So skated with him back then and we skated a table and um dude he like he was so chilling skating the tables you know switch crooks like all that stuff he was trying to switch front three over the table and um i was doing switch back when 80s like just like sessioning and then he was like dude you should switch back three a table 
And I'm like, dude, you're crazy. But I tried that day. And I kind of like, it, it looked like it could go, you know. But it was just one of those like posing, you know. Like it looked like it would go, but I know it's like, it's going to be like hard. But I tried that day. And then, um, so the, it was a three-year battle, but I probably went and tried it for like maybe like, maybe like 30 times, you know, in those three years. Oh, And uh, yeah, I remember like at Lorena school, I tried a couple times and um, I remember Daniel Castillo was on the session and like cheering me. I remember like one session, Danny Montoya was on the session and Rob G and like, you know, I remember different sessions and tried that. And um, it's funny because the one I landed, it was the last day for the deadline for the 1947 too, last day. And it just happened to happen. It was crazy. I, that day was like the day that I actually felt like, okay, I'm, I'm going to land this. I had like a, a crispy wow. brand new board and it, and it just worked. Paul was on the session actually too. A little extra motivation on that one. Deadline day. Straight up. That's a wild one, man. We haven't seen that one again since. Yeah, I remember, dude. It was, um, it's so funny. It's like, it's cool because I remember my dad used to be like, I talked to him about that stuff. And then uh, he used to know a little bit about skating too. Like he, he took me to contests and all that. So I told him like that, like, I'm trying this trick, you know, like if I do this trick, it will be like super sick. It's like a really gnarly trick. It's like, it's pretty hard. And then I told him about the switchback theory. He knew what it was. And then every time I was talking to him on FaceTime, he, he would ask me like, what about the switchback three? Did you get that? I'm like, <laughs> not yet, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> But yeah, luckily, like um, I got it, and uh, yeah, I'm so happy that uh, he was able to like. I flew my parents to the states for the 1947 premiere. They were able to like see the premiere at, at the Senior Lido in LA. So yeah, stoked! Wow, what a moment! Yeah, I remember. Like I remember my dad asking about the switchback three too. <laughs> That's so sick. <laughs> Last one. We know it's not out yet, so if you don't want to talk about it, it's all good. But. Would love to hear about the switchback nose blunt clipper session. Cool. Oh, I'm glad you asked that. <laughs> um, dude, so clipper. Way back I went, I tried, uh, I was trying to switch flip back tail. I wanted to try that. So I went and I kind of tried that. But uh, back then I didn't, I, I used, I wasn't skating like big stuff like that. So obviously I was like super scared, but uh, that's what I wanted to do. I, I did a switch flip back tail at Soma, which is a skate park in San Francisco on a, a LRG demo. And that like was pretty chill to do. So Tyrone was like, you should do that clipper. I think you got it. And then um, remember we drove to SF. We went like skated with Jack. Jack was going to try to switch back Nolesman that day when I tried to switch back, flip back tail. And, uh, but he ended up not trying that day kind of roll up I think he switched back 50 but he didn't try it I tried some and then I fell on my back like from the top and I got whiplash like super gnarly so I just like drove back to oh. drove to SF to do that like didn't get it got smoked drove back and then Clipper uh, that was like a Buster Bayo contest afterwards a few years later and then like he, Clipper got murked and then he got knocked and then everybody was saying, oh, Clipper is not going to be ever skatable again. You know, they're going to build like a elevator on the run up and this and that. So it was all these yeah. conversations. So I totally forgot about Clipper. Like I forgot. And then um, recently I moved to this house where I'm at right now, like about almost two years ago. And, um, and then my front door neighbor across the street, it's Richard Mulder, which is crazy. You know, like randomly, like ended up being legend. my neighbor Richard Moeller like the legendary homie 
and um, that's crazy and then like we talk about skating all the time and then this one time like he was um, he was like asking me like oh what what you're filming for this and that you know we've been working on this like primitive video for this year and uh, I was telling him dude I'm trying to knock out like some some tricks before it's crunch time you know I don't want to have to like battle like some hard tricks for more crunch time I don't want that pressure I want to get that before I want to work on this video part like mm -hmm. you know from the end strategically yeah and then yeah. and then he was like why don't you switch back nose boom hubba uh clipper hubba and i'm like uh clipper is not even like skatable no more you know but uh but in my head i'm like i'm gonna hit up kyle kyle lives like two blocks from clipper and he's my homie too so i texted kyle and i know like with primitive like the the homies you know the filmers and the guys like there's they can make it happen you know like whatever it have to be denobbed build whatever to like make it skatable you know so i'm like yo kyle can you go to clipper and like let me know how it is and then he's like yeah i got you so a few days later he just sent me a photo no knobs no ray on the side and like even the wood on the run up perfectly like ready to skate i think somebody wow. went skating i think when i think it was uh Nigel probably when he kept back nosebond it you know because it was right around that time and then he's like dude it's a go and i'm like dang like okay <laughs> uh, but I, still i was like not sure i was gonna do it but i'm like dude i think i wanna like switch back nosebond it and then he's like only if i shoot it because <laughs> like he, he is the homie too like he's my brother I'm like for sure and then I, i was like thinking in my head dude i have to make a you know go to san francisco on my own in my head like i I'd done this before to like go to spot by myself and like skate it solo just to kind of see if i can actually do it before having like the the filmers and the photographers there so i was thinking like dude i want to go to clipper and skate on my own and kind of see it But as I'm thinking that primitive, like, had a trip to Sacramento. And they were like, oh, you want to go? I'm like, cool, I'm just going to drive. And then, like, they went on a van and I drive solo. I went to SF, met up with Kyle at Clipper, looked at it. It was, like, perfect, ready to skate. And then uh, I remember at 50-50, I switched back 50. I was tripping, I was scared. But I'm like, dude, if I want to do this, I have to, like, switch back 50, this thing. So I, like, forced myself to do it. And then I'm told Kyle, like, dude, like, we're on this trip in SAC. I'm not sure if I'm going to try it, but uh, I'll let you know, dude. Like, I'll, I'll hit you up. Maybe maybe last day of the trip, I come back and we try it. And he's like, cool, let me know. Ended up not skating at all in SAC, just thinking about the switchback nose. But I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm just going to try it. Whatever, I have to do it. And then I told Kyle, like, let's do it last day of the trip. But um, I was so tripping about it you know scared and all that that i told like um we had eric who which is like a primitive filmer too he's from brazil and then alan and alex like three filmers with the primitive um squad in sec and i told them dude like i don't want to have like the whole crew on the session you know I, i'm not sure i'm gonna do it i don't want to have like this pressure you know i don't want to hold nobody i want to go solo and do this and uh and they were like cool like we do it the last day we stay here you know like the van goes back and then alan was like i drive home and i stay with you and like we filmed this i'm like cool sick and uh and i have my homie jp who we was we're from brazil he lives in costa mesa here we skate together a bunch and i'm like dude i want jp on this session and i called jp <laughs> one night before the the session actually i called jp and i'm like yo if i get you a flight tomorrow morning would you come to sf <laughs> For this trick and then uh, i'll drive i'll drive home after the the you know the session and he's like 
I'm down. So I just look at the flights, got him a flight, Damn. flew him from Costa Mesa to uh, SF the next day, and then Japa room with me. So uh, Eric actually, he is like, we're super good homies with JP too. Like we we all we skate together a bunch. So it was me, him, me and Eric would pick up JP in the airport. We went to Clipper, and I hit up Chico too. I'm like, oh Chico, I want to try this trick at Clipper. I just said that, and he's like, I'll be there. Cool. So I had Chico, I had JP, you know, and then that was it. And the filmers. We went to Soma to skate the park, and I was so scared to commit to switchback nosebone that hubba. And I was stressed out. It was a bunch of kids. I think it was like a school class, like a skate class, you know. And I remember being like stressing, dude, like, dude, I got to commit to this. I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm like, whatever. I'm just going to do it. Okay. Finally, after one hour, I like start trying, try it for like 10 minutes, landed one. And I was already late for the session. Homies were already like, everybody was like ready to go and Clipper. And I was in Soma, like at Soma, trying to do the switchback nosebone. So I didn't just rent. I even in the middle of the tries, I told JP like, "Yo, I'm gonna do this. Let's go straight to the car, dude. Like I need to like go to this hub right now." And then landed it, went to the car, just rushed to the Clipper. Got there, like everything was set up already, and uh, it was one of the hardest like mental battles for me to commit to that. Um, was just like switch alling it, like you know, kind of pointing it, and then like kicking out. Yeah, yeah. And until like after one hour doing that, JP was like, homie, like enough with that. Like if you want to do this, you have to commit this try. <laughs> like we always like have this. Yeah, he's like, if you want to land this today, you have to commit right now. So I'm like, whatever, dude, like boom, locked in. And then, okay, after that, I kind of slid. I feel after I commit, it was probably like maybe 20 or 30 tries after I commit that like I landed it finally you know like I was so wow. relieved that was like I was so hyped dude like I land that and then finally like oh cool the drive back from SF was nice dude like feeling so must good must have been <laughs> so nice damn windows down chilling oh yeah you got straight the with you too yeah dude it was nice dude. good good that times. might be one of the best like uh, behind the scenes on a trick we've ever had yeah it's crazy because i was so like you know like i was so like tripping about it like you know now that i look back to like, i wish like i had all the homies from primitive there too you know but i was just so like mind blocking that i'm like i i'm like dude i want to go solo and then i'm like okay i want jp in the session and then i hit him up i go he's coming chico okay like let's do it you know <laughs> it's <was> crazy <laughs> that's so funny <laughs> Yo, I love that story because sometimes like watching your footage, you make this shit look too easy, you know? So it's nice to hear that even someone who could human. make it look like just that good and make it look that easy is, yeah, is, is just one of us who's also scared, you know? So respect on that story. That's a wild one, man. I can't wait to see that footage. That was the Thanks. best. Thanks. I'm stoked. Yeah, dude. Like people say that before too, like, oh it looks so easy like it looks like you're chilling but dude like in the inside i'm screaming homie in the inside i'm like ah! <laughs> you know mad thing bro he's human so carlos you've gotten a bunch of clips in china over the years but can you tell us about the 15 day trip where your bag showed up on the last day oh yeah that trip was crazy i was in brazil and uh, there was an allergy trip to china my first time to china but I flew out of Brazil and it's such a gnarly trip. I had like a layover in London. And then, um, so yeah, sure enough, got to London, flight got canceled for, I don't know what reason. And then, you know, the had to wait. I got to London at like 
eight in the morning and wait until 7 p.m. to like know what was going on because like nothing was like you know especially me like broken english too like so then the air the company just booked this hotel like i stayed in london for two days until i finally was able to get on the plane to china and then got showed up in china no bags nothing and um oh. yeah and i remember we went straight to skate shop got like set up a board you know got got a board and had my clothes that i had in my body and just that was it like straight to skating too i remember like we went straight to skating i think there's like a, a trick on the 1947 switch backside flip on a double set that was like right off the plane like on in china with like a brand new like setup i remember and uh Damn, bro. jesus that jet lag's heavy dude crazy yeah. i remember i was like china is just some different if have you guys been no, I've never yeah, I, went, I went two years ago I loved it I can't wait to go back to China it's like a different world you know like you feel like in, it's, it's crazy so I was tripping on that and, uh, and I remember I was drinking too at that point and uh, that's probably what Trent wanted, wanted me to say <laughs> I was uh, there was one day there's like we were at this hotel called Cafe no Cafe Experience was like a little coffee shop next to the hotel where we were staying but everybody used to hang out and um, we were drinking like you know I ate some like spaghetti there you know Chinese spaghetti <laughs> <laughs> like we went to the hotel to watch the footage like Kai was like yeah let's do a little preview of what we got so far you know that's like a few days in the trip already and I, I, I guess I drank too much and I was watching the footage. I remember being like, oh, dude, I'm like, I'm not feeling well, whatever. Watched the footage, went to the room. It was me and Trent. We were rooming together. And I remember I laid in the bed and then I just like, oh, I have to throw up. And dude, like I, I threw up twice in my whole life, you know. And that was like the second time. I'm like, I have to throw up. No, like I walked to like go to the bathroom and I couldn't handle it so i just threw up like all on trent has his clothes hanging on the floor like oh, to dry no. i threw up in his clothes and then like <laughs> like two more steps i threw up like close to the bathroom and i don't know how trent locked the bathroom door from the outside i don't know how he did that he doesn't know that too but i remember i tried to open it and the door was locked i'm like dude what's going on and my body was just like you know like ejecting like I wanted, I needed to puke. I needed to pee like so gnarly, and I'm like puking, and I'm like, I needed to pee. I'm like, dude, like what's going on? And he's like, I don't know, dude, freak, freak. <laughs> and then I'm like, whatever, just peed on the corner, like just turned around and I peed in the room, like in the wall, and like all. Oh, the room was so brute. It was so brute. Must have been ruined. Oh, and then yeah, that was it. Just went back to sleep, and then yeah, next day it was hungover, and the room was smelling like crap like gnarly yeah. and then poor Trent dude Trent Trent is like chill homie you know like always like super chill super nice like had to room with me like drunk Brazilian that threw up in his clothes yeah you're like if I don't have any clothes on this trip neither do you <laughs> <laughs> at least you did it to Trent and not uh was it the same Kyle from the first story um yeah Kai was still filming for allergy yeah at least you you destroyed someone else this time yeah i think no. actually i remember remember hanging with billy billy marks was on allergy too and then um we were talking for hours dude and then 
he was like afterwards after like a whole hour of conversation he's like yo you know you were speaking portuguese to me right I'm like, really? I, I guess I didn't even know I was talking in Portuguese <laughs> to Billy. Like, he just <laughs> held the conversation. Oh, shit. Was, uh, was that spaghetti you were talking about the ham and cheese spaghetti? Yes, exactly. <laughs> Now, what in the world is ham and cheese spaghetti, man? Ham and cheese spaghetti, dude. Straight up. <laughs> That'll do it, man. So what's next for Carlos Ribeiro, man? What you got coming up? We're now working on this um, primitive video, you know, for November. And uh, I'm going out with Ant, too. We were working on, the, like, a, a Nike video. So Ooh. hopefully, hopefully we get that done. That's what it is, so hopefully we get it. Clips are coming, man. Sure you will. Try, try my best. You're looking too confident these days. That line with the kick front crooks. Oh, this is just a random funny story. I don't know if I told you this, Dono. But me and Carlos have been, like, kind of trying to connect to do the interview back and forth and then you know he'd be busy whatever and then i texted him like twice in a row and he didn't hit me back and I, and then he posted that line kick front crooks the bench nollie flip and then back lip that huge rail and the i was like rail. yo fuck this yeah i'm like yo i was so hyped i was like yo fuck this i'm gonna just facetime this guy right now and he was fucking at the zoo with his daughter i felt so bad i'm like interrupting daddy time and shit i'm like yo come on the pod oh, damn it man <laughs> that was so random oh. yeah i i just see this number i'm like who's facetiming me right now i'm like at the zoo like with my daughter i'm like okay let's see it boom and then it's safer it's like, fucking oh, safer what's up, yo? <laughs> i'm like yo i just peeped your insta clip yo i had to call you <laughs> How quickly did you get off the phone with him at the zoo? You're like, yo, oh, fucking wrong number. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's Shit. crazy, say. Hey, we're here now. Bastard, we're here now. Now we're all boys, and you dropped some of the best stories we've ever heard. I'm glad. It, it worked out, man. My ruthless FaceTime worked out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yo, 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 it's Rapid Fire with the Ghost. And as always, we brought to you by Dickies. We talking the loose fit double knee work pants. Reinforced knees, wrinkle resistant, permanent crease. Whether you on the work site or trying to learn switch flip backsmiths, this is the pant for you. Dickies.ca, dickies.com, you know what to do. Let's go, baby. All right, bro. You ready? Stay. Favorite skater? Rodrigo TX. Favorite video? The Farm Can't Stop. Favorite video part? Shane Ghost. Oh, oh, that's a good one. Favorite style? Pirat. Which skater had the biggest influence on the way you skate? PJ Ladd. Most talented skateboarder on planet Earth. Other than you. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I shot favorite trick switch flip hardest trick for you frontside heel flips <laughs> most illegal trick wheelie grind to five oh <laughs> <laughs> favorite clip you've ever gotten clipper switch back to one Oof. gnarliest trick you've ever witnessed okay tommy guns frontside flip over a 17 first try <laughs> and then And then have to redo it for a photo and just do it again back to back Holy twice. <laughs> T guns, man. Wow. Yep. What's the one trick that got away? 
Switch flip back tail clipper. Cool. What's the biggest bunt you've ever witnessed? Nick Tucker Nolly front heel the seven block in San Jose. <laughs> <laughs> What's the last new trick you learned? He'll flip crooks. Whoa. You definitely learned switch heel crook first. <laughs> yes, I did, actually. <laughs> What's your dream job after skating? No job at all. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> hey, keep it up. You'll be, you'll be there. You'll be there. <laughs> Mr. Healthy. Mr. 10 video parts of here. Favorite local brand? Maybe I'll just um, throw this crew out there. It's like, um, it's called CPT Mafia. Those guys are sick. And uh, they're all from like Sao Paulo and like they, they kill it. They just drop a little video too. CPT Mafia, dude. They, they rule. Hell yeah. They're good. Favorite local skater? Bruno Silva. Melon. Melon is his nickname. Melon. He's good. Favorite teammate ever? That's crazy because if I don't say Trent, he's going to be bummed. You know, we're boys. We were roomies a lot. So I'm going to say Trent. I right, Trent. <laughs> Worst teammate ever. Okay, I'm going to say this. Now, homie changed. He was kind of like having some issues back then. But Chris Jocelyn, when he had like a trip to LRG, we went to Shanghai and he was drinking a bunch and then even if you guys have him on the podcast and ask him about it, he'll probably say that. I, I believe he went to um, AA afterwards, oh. but uh, he was going nuts on that trip. He actually was super productive. He like got 34 clips in 11 days and all gnarly, <laughs> but he was like hammered the whole time, dude, like hammered. And uh, he said a bunch of like crazy stuff, but he was like out out of his, you know, that was a crazy yeah, one. I remember we were all tripping. We were all tripping. But uh, but now, like, I skate with him. I, I back him. He's a father, too. Father of two kids now. And uh, now it's like we're, we're boys, you know. Like, I back him a lot. He's a good guy. But back then, on this specifically allergy trip, like, it was crazy to have him around. Wow. Worst company. Oh, man, that's messed up. <laughs> Hi, whatever. Karyuma. That was hard for you, man. Uh, worst trend. Small shirts with big pants. <laughs> okay, we've seen that a lot lately. Yeah, uh, I feel you on that. And it, it's funny because I just got called out for that. By, oh. <laughs> who said it to me the other day? Shane. Shane said it to me the other day at the skate park. But it wasn't a small shirt. It was just because I think I got too tick. I got bigger, so the shirt looked smaller. I was so bummed. <laughs> wow. Worst style. Wow, dude, you guys are getting some shade out of this. You start all nice, like favorite skater, and then you go to like the, the darkness. <laughs> <laughs> to the darkness, yo. Okay, worst style, but really good skater. Uh, Linton Robertson. Oh, juice. Lindsey Robertson? Yeah. That's a good one. He'll flip indies? Because I remember I like he that. used to land like this, like, you know, but... <laughs> the straight the straight yeah, but really good skater, dude. Like, mad respect. Oh, very good skater. That's a good one. Uh, well, he backheeled Wallenberg and didn't, like, bend his legs, but it was almost like swag, though, in a way. It was like, that was too easy. <laughs> All right, last question, Carlos, then, then you're off the hook from the dark side 
Last person you want on the sesh? My mom, maybe. <laughs> she was scared. <laughs> Carlos, man, we can't thank you enough for coming on the podcast. That was an awesome time, man. You killed it. Thanks, man. I, I thank you guys. Thank you for having me. This was super fun doing it too. I didn't even see the time going. It was it was great times of chatting with you guys. You gave us too much of your time. Can't thank you enough. And uh, have a great rest of your night. And we'll talk soon, man. Welcome to the post office brought to you by Dickies. Quality workwear since 1922. From the work site to the streets, ain't nobody keeping you fresh like Dickies. Who we got up first, man? You've got mail. First up, we got an email from Harry C. First up, we got an email from Harry C. Goodwill Bunting, shouts from Sydney, Australia. Just started a new job that's a 40 minute drive from home. So I've been cranking the people's pod every day. Do you feel it? Thanks for making amazing content. Wanted to ask about your feelings about taking photos with pros. I've had good experiences in the past, but my most recent one has got me shook. Was at the Passport Kitsch video premiere in New York with a homie and Max Palmer was also there. Being a huge fan of 917, I told my homie I was psyched on him and his skating and a... And the fool without warning leaves me and walks up to Max saying that I'm his biggest fan and that I want a photo. Ended up taking (laughs) a real uncomfortable photo and making hella weird small chat since I knew he wasn't feeling it. Anyway, any tips on vibe checking or just appreciate from a distance? Harry C, man, this reminds me of a couple times skating Dumbat last summer. There were kids there that would go up to Bobby and ask him to take a photo with him. And obviously, like, it's kind of weird in the moment. But I think it's fucking sick as hell to go get that photo. If that's your dog and you you like his skating and you think he's sick and you're a big fan, go get that photo with him, man. And just know that maybe the guy's weird in person. Maybe Max was feeling uncomfortable or maybe Bobby was too. But they love that shit too, you know? It's never a bad thing to hear, to have someone tell you that... uh, they look up to you or you're their favorite skater it's never a bad thing man so i got no problem with that yeah because the skater that you're going up to they're not taking that home with them like for them like if they're uncomfortable for 10 seconds when they're removed from that like five hours later and they think back on it it's just like oh that was pretty cool like someone wanted to take a picture with me and then that's a good memory and a photo that you have forever like it's not the uh, the pro versus cons on that, you know, is very minimal on the con side and the pros, you have a nice picture and like they're probably appreciative on the inside, even if it's weird in the moment. All right. Next up, we got an email from Ralph Lloyd Davis. Hey, guys, catching up on your podcast and just finished Ian Tois episode. Not lying. I never heard of the guy and almost skipped it. But good thing I didn't. Probably one of the most insightful episodes regarding the reality of pursuing a career in skateboarding. Real talk, also some stanger stories. When's Travis getting on the bunt? Keep up the good work. Stick to your formula. It works. Stay safe. Peace. Ralph. Yo, word. Respect and uh, good on you for listening, even though you didn't know who Twa was. Uh, As bunt fans, y'all know, usually when we interview... A random Canadian homie, or I shouldn't say random, but a Canadian homie that maybe 
<laughs> the majority of people aren't familiar with there's a there's a reason we choose these people because they're good friends but we also know there'll be a good interview and there'll be some insight and or some good laughs so always never skip an episode come on now you can't do it man and i don't know man just keep listening keep checking back week after week season after season one of these days we gonna we gonna get the stanger man one of these days hopefully <laughs> all right next up we got a voice note from the big homie justin lecomte yo safe uh, dono it's 616 the only reason i'm making this voice note is because i lost a bet at lakewood skate park against dave shaheen he hit me with the unexpected three flip of sin and then continued to flex on me so it was either this or buying him a bun t-shirt so sorry dave my question is if you guys had one guest that you'd want to interview and there wasn't a language barrier stopping you from doing the interview who would that guest be also holler at your boy when you need more wax steez the only wax <laughs> hell yeah justin always a pleasure seeing your name in our inbox um, we're glad you lost that bet and now we got your voice on record um who do you think i i would say tiago is the first one that jumps to mind because i think we talked to him we met him at glory challenge a, a while back and i feel like he was down but he was just uncomfortable with his english was the thing so hopefully maybe one day in the future we can get that done yeah i would probably go pretty similar along those lines and say uh tx that's like uh I don't know. We've been watching him for a long, long time. One of the fucking greatest to ever do it. First ballot Hall of Famer in the skate game. And I would love to have TX on here, man. Definitely. Just to make you sing his track in front of him. <laughs> Thanks for the email, Justin. All right. Next up, we got an email from Felix Guerrero. Is it or should it be illegal to switch your stance in a line by just, for lack of better term, reverting or pivoting around instead of doing a trick? Is there any specific runs that come to mind that you don't like slash love because they pivoted around midline? For example, your line is a tailside fakie on a ledge, and then you pivot around to do a regular trick on the next obstacle. Why bother going fakie if you're just going to turn around to get back to the regular stance? I myself am not a fan. What's your take on this? Sorry for the long email. So you got people in their feelings about the length of these emails now, dog. Good. That's a nice short Good. one. That's a nice short one, though. He got to the point, Felix. I rate that email. And uh, you're absolutely right. It's goddamn illegal. Plan the shit out. You're going to film a line. Take the 10 minutes to plan it out so that it looks good. <laughs> Some people even go a step further and will only rotate in one direction throughout the whole line. I mean, that shit is maybe a little bit too far for me but i'm with you if you have to pivot around to do the next trick then you shouldn't have done that first trick you know what i'm saying yeah the rotation rule is a little crazy for me because i like if you do like let's say you like front side flip a set and then if you switch front side flip the next one like i like one twos like that too you know like fuck half cab flip a set then nollie front side flip the next one 
I know Bobby's on that tip. I don't know if he's still on it, but that rule's a little too intense and like too restricting on skateboarding, I think. I think. But you're also you subscribe to the rule of no kick flips and heel flips in the same trick, which mm-hmm. I don't, but what about in the same line? Like if you do like a half cab flip and then a nollie front heel, let's say. Um, me personally, like I don't think I've ever come across that problem of needing to do that. I don't really flip my board that often to begin with. So if I get one flip in a line, I'm I'm happy. I know, but let's just say you do a nollie and flip, then like a fucking backsmith. Like if you nollie back heel at the end, are you gonna be like, oh wait, shit, I can't do that. Oh, no, no. I My problem with going back from a kick flip to the heel flip is if you, like, switch flip back tail, switch heel flip out. Like, I, I would just prefer a switch flip back tail, switch flip. You know what I mean? I don't think it has to do with, like, flat ground tricks or, or just switching up the flip during a line. Yeah, you said that to me. I don't think I'd ever heard that before. And then... Uh, Christopher the God, Manny God in Vancouver. We were talking in the DMs and then that came up and he was like, what? You would do that? And I was like, hell yeah. Like, fuck that rule. Because I think Weary, Weary poisoned his brain on that rule. But I just... But they agree with me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, they, they weren't yeah. down for like... I think we were talking about Switchheel knows Manny fakie flip. Mm-mm. And... I've done that in the past and it was really hard and I was really hyped on it. So I ain't trying to hear that all these years later. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, oh man. Speaking of weary shouts out to the big papa, man. Yeah. Big congrats, weary. Ba- baby yeah. Taiga out here. That's what's up, man. All love weary, even though that rules crazy. No, it's not. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, oh, and one other thing, Felix. A few people tagged us in this. It was the Brian Subner line. Heel flip front 5-0. Then heel flip front 5-0-180. Pivot and then nose blunt. <laughs> but, yo, that's so fucking, like, insane and just weird that, like, I gave it a pass uh, because it... Now, that had all sorts of... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong. It was, like, the most insanely constructed line of all time but it was so insane that i kind of like it and like it's just that different era that you know i just give a lot of stuff from back then a pass because like we're just little kids watching this shit like i probably love that line back in the day if someone did that now i'd be like what the fuck are you smoking all right next up we got a voice note from christian ward let's see what's really good eh? <laughs> what up bunt bros This is CSW from Long Beach, California. Um, Yeah, thanks for answering my email a while back. You truly are the pod for the people. So I got some questions for you. Saifa, you mentioned you had a ghetto booty. You didn't go into that. Um, What does that mean? Does that mean your ass sticks out when you skate? Why are you self-conscious about your booty sticking out if you skate? Does it look funny? I think I have a ghetto booty. Should I feel self-conscious about when I skate? Does my booty stick out? I don't know. Give me some wisdom on the ghetto booty. Second question. um, How big are you guys? Are you big guys? You little guys? 
I was listening to the Jabari Pendleton pod um, on the Vent City, and um, they were mentioning how he was a sort of pioneer in larger bodied skaters. And I looked him up and I saw him skating, doing a switchback 5-0. It doesn't look that big. So my second question is, yo, how big are you guys? And two and a half questions is, what do you think about body type and skating? Is, um, are, are, are some tricks not available to bigger dudes? Um, you know, like, am I a bigger dude? I'm about 180, 5'10". And I see cats just like pop and bust and just do magic shit on skateboards. And they're usually kind of small and wiry. You know, what do you think about that? What's up with body type and skating? How does it affect skating? Yo, um, also one more time, let's get Rick Howard on that pod. I just figured out that he's Canadian. Anyway, dog, uh, keep it up. Good looking, much love, peace. Ghetto booty, man, give him the definition, where it came from, why you got it, and what you do to deal with it, man. I don't remember where it really came from, like who started saying that. I feel like that was another Noah T-ism in our crew. Anyways, but in skating terms, it's just, yeah, when your ass sticks out and clips, Chad Dixon always made fun of me for that. And just certain angles, man, it's just poking out there. So, you know, I always got to get the filmer on the same page with me, like film me from directly in front, you know what I mean? But no, all jokes aside, I don't really care about it. Uh, it's just, it was just a funny chirp when we were younger. Uh, Stevie Williams has a legendary one. Morgan Smith, actually, he's been known to have some GB popping. Uh, but it, it's all fun and games. No need to feel self-conscious, my guy. I'm 6'1 and Donald's 6'2 and around we're both around like 200 pounds ish hopefully a little less I haven't weighed myself in a while so it fucking hurts when we fall and Jabari I've seen in person he's not I don't if I remember correctly he's not super tall he's just kind of a husky dude uh, but he's one of my favorite skaters Donna was getting boards from Western Edition a while back and that was the one time I made Donald give me a board. I was like, you got to get me a Jabari board for the wall. And thank you for that because he's a fucking legend. Like if you watch his parts, this guy goes Mach 10 skating those round ass, like not the best ledges at third army. And when he pulled up that day, he just started doing switchback fives like Mach 10. And it was just, he lived up to uh, all my hopes for like seeing him in person. He's a fucking straight G. Up here in Canada, we uh, we praise a different big body skater. He goes by the name of Rod Ferens. If you've never heard of him, look up Rod Ferens. Another husky dude. He's got some ill parts, man. Real shit. Um, I also wouldn't put any limits on any skater because of their body type. That's just preposterous, dog. If you can get it, get it any way you can. Real talk. Real talk. Uh, was that all his questions rick howard rick howard oh you know like donald just said earlier just keep listening you never know it might be next season it might be 10 seasons from now but he's obviously on the list we got to get him all right next up we got an email from jg Yo, just wanted to drop a note to say I've been digging the new new a ton. 
just dialed up Ian Twas clips and not sure how I missed that dude. Also, the Alexis Sablone episode helped me make the connection that I went to Woodward with her at the same time. Wild. Question. <laughs> Do you think you can consider yourself a skater even if you rarely touch a board because you're old and washed or for whatever reason, but continue to follow and support? Asking for my dusty 36-year-old self. Keep up the good work. P.S. New York Giants, NFC East champs. My ass, dog. Not even possible, my G. I, I'm actually like still furious to this day that Kenny Galladay went there. Me too. And wasted his fucking talents. Like, just those these decisions drive me insane like they see the dollar signs on the contract but then forget that they have to spend those there those years there in hell like yeah but you know what it's the nfl and there's no other league where like that's the league where i'll judge you the least for taking the money because that your career could be over in a fucking blink of an eye real quick you know what i'm saying well who who's the homie that was training off-site tore his acl and now his contract got voided because his training was done not on not at a team facility and this happened this year oh man that's the reason why it's just like yo go get your bread it sucks for us as fantasy players and just fans but like Mm -hmm. uh, neither of us are actually we're just bummed selfishly (laughs) but of course happy for the person that is kenny galladay getting that paper back to your question of course you can consider yourself a skater man like everyone's body is different if if you're too dusty to keep skating but you still love it and you spent you know years of your life skating and fucking still follow it you're a skater in my books definitely man and me and safe are big time believers in there is no specific amount of time you have to skate every week every month every year to be a skater man if you're a skater that's what you are you skate when you can skate when you want skate when you're healthy shit and that's why we respect the guys at our local skate park always throwing down the the old man sessions man because that's gonna be us one day we we ain't never getting off the board so hey man if you're a skater you're a skater real shit all right next up we got an email from james deskins yo what up bunt gang i have a few questions one you guys should get chris millick on the pod two do you guys fuck with virginia skaters three i'm working on my new video part any pointers on having a good part just know one day if i make it in skating i'll be on the pod and fuck yoshi tannenbaum for hitting up my sister knowing she was 14 years old i have the screenshots to prove it shout out bloom worldwide holy shit that is a loaded email appreciate it uh that's gnarly about yoshi i hope your sister's all good and just fuck that's insane um chris millick who's chris millick chris millick is uh Chris Millick is frog skateboards, man. Jesse Alba, Chris Millick, the good homie. He's on uh, no, he was in the Noah clothing video. He's on uh, Pontus's new shoe company, Last Resort. Chris Millick, definitely 
uh, Jesse Alba's going to make us, uh, or Jesse Alba's going to be the link to to get that one popping. Chris Milk, we'll get it happening for you, James. Okay, dope, dope. I got to do my homework on Chris Milk. Watch a part or two. My bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, do we fuck with Virginia skaters? Of course. Come on. Of course. Bus crew, man. Pat Burke. Big time. Bus crew. Uh-huh. That's the homies. I'd love to go down there one day and uh, mess around, roll around with Pat, man. Big fan. Mm-hmm. And Gil. And Gil, of course. Come on. Don't now. forget about Gil. Gil the God. Come on. And um, any pointers on having a good part, man? You give him one and then I'll give him one. Okay. Mine. My goal filming a part, even though I'm, I've never really fully been successful in it, is just trying to have a little bit of diversity. Obviously, your skating has its strong points. So if you're a ledge skater, it's going to be a lot of ledge lines and stuff. But try and throw in a handrail, try and throw in a set, try and throw in a transition clip, and try and throw in a mani. When I start a project, I always try and just have one of each and it's kind of hard but it just it just feels i just love watching a part with a little bit of everything in it you know like a fucking grant taylor or ashad Ware is a really good example even shane o'neill like of course we know he's tech as fuck but he'll 5-0 a random massive rail in the middle of his part and then he'll have the mannies and ledges nbds but then he'll skate a huge set and then he'll he's had some transition clips in his parts to switch frontside flipping quarter pipes and shit so uh a mixed bag is dope um the one piece of advice i would give funny enough came from the ghost he always did this as kids but having a list will help you stay concentrated on what you want to do sometimes when i get to spots there will be a trick that i'm going there to try and then I'll get there and the, the session will take me in a complete different direction. Whereas if I have the list and I know what I want to do, it makes it a little bit easier and I stay focused, man. Yeah, real talk. And there's different lists. Like I I used to do the like trick and spot, but like you can also do just a spot list where it's like, I like how that spot looks. I just want to get a trick there. It doesn't matter which. Or just a trick list where it's like, I know I want to get a kickflip back tail somewhere but you can also go the full nerd way and be like i want to kickflip back tail this specific spot but yeah lists are definitely can be helpful they're not for everyone though good luck on your part definitely send it our ways when it's done we'd love to peep that mm-hmm. all right next up we got an email from norby guerrero yo the bunt what's been up with safer he seems less and less into the pod every episode he used to come with tons of energy, but it just seems like he's trying to rush through the pods nowadays. <laughs> the energy thing, I can't comment on. Like, if you know me, you know that my energy is all over the map, uh, but most of the time it's pretty low. And then some, <laughs> sometimes Fucking hell. it's true. Then sometimes I get like super hyper and like I try and turn it on for the pod as much as I can, but full transparency, uh, I've just been living in a construction site and having horrible sleep and like lack of sleep and shit. I don't know if that's part of it, but uh, I apologize, Norby. I'll try and be 
more energetic going forward but just know that i also don't like being fake so if i'm if i have no energy it's hard for me to to flick the switch but uh next yo they should be done <laughs> this it's been like over two months now that this reno has been happening at my house and living through it has been so shitty but uh by the time next season pops hopefully your boy is well rested and i'll be back on my uh loose ball shit you know what i mean <laughs> bro on some real shit put some respect on the ghost name for even addressing that goddamn email we could have just skipped right over that but the the man he is wanted to want to uh shed some light on that for you norby so uh yeah thank you ghost for uh for being the man you are dog hey you already know what it is dono knows me dono fucking probably spends the most or not like in person but talks to me the most out of anyone so he knows the truth behind the scenes like sometimes when we press record you know we flip that switch and the energy just pops but most of the time i'm monotone as fuck and i'm just chilling heavy you dig and i guess that's been coming through on the pod so yeah i'm gonna try and turn it up next season but i'm tired of shit right now because <laughs> yeah fuck you and me yeah, both, dog. Shit. i think last night i slept for fucking seven minutes bro <laughs> uh fuck i went to bed at 4 a.m woke up at like 8 for some reason i was so mad day off for fuck's sakes what's my little man is on sleep strike this last no. week and uh it's it's getting crazy in there so cross your fingers for me tonight yeah get, get you them hours tonight thank you <laughs> all right next up we got an epic email from nate feldhouse aka feldhouse <laughs> sub bunters list of all the andersons and give us your favorite see that's my kind of email right there one sentence bruv um who we got we got mike anderson yeah we got his brother brother, jake jake anderson brian anderson kenny anderson anderson silva i mean mason silva never mind andy anderson andy anderson the undisputed number one for both of us. I feel like I can speak for Donald here easily. Brian Anderson. Yeah, speaking of BA, this has nothing to do with anything mentioned today or anything, but one of my all-time favorite moments in my life relating to the pod. The year that we interviewed Brian Anderson, he uh, sent me a selfie on Christmas Day and said Merry Christmas to me, which is uh, just a great moment in my life. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> All right. Next up, we have a voice note from Nicholas Montoto. Oh, God. Seems like he's heating up on the mic as the uh, season comes to an end. Let's take a listen. What it do, the bunt? Just checking in for the last episode. You feel me? To get one more memo in before the season ends. I appreciate you guys fucking with my voice memos, even though I talk hella smack. I don't really have any questions this time, but I was just gonna build off of my last submission. For one, dog, my ganja diet, Dono, is almost non-existent right now. I just feel like I did enough damage back in the day to where I'm permanently fried, but it's all good. 
fucking I agree with what you guys said about Cater. I really do hope he's Baker for life. I do think he would be Baker for life. If you think about it, people don't really leave Baker unless they get kicked out. So they don't really have that much turnover. I feel like the last fool that left willingly was Leo Romero. So everyone else like Braden and shit is cause they got the boot. So I would hope to see Cater go the distance with with the homie Reynolds. And then what else was I gonna say? Oh, to set the record straight, I don't mind you guys saying my name that way, but I'm Spanish, fool, I'm Cuban from Miami. So it's Montoto, learn Spanish, fool. And yo, if I'm such a legend in the pod, send me a box, yo. Lace me up real quick. Either way, you guys always kill it. Way better than the fucking nine club. Cheers to another good season. Yo, thanks, Mon. Uh, wait, how did he pronounce it? I don't know. Just give it a go. Who cares if it's wrong? It'll be funny. Yo, thanks, Montoto. I don't know if I said that right, but this guy just casually said, "Learn Spanish, yo." Like. Like, we're going to learn a fucking language just to be able to pronounce his name right? You fucking kidding me, my guy? But no, no, I would... Yo, I got nothing but respect for him, man. He uh, clearly gives absolutely no shits, just wants to come on the pod and give his opinion, so... Yeah, yeah. Hey, keep doing it, I'm here for it. We keep playing it, so keep fucking doing it, man. (laughs) And uh, good to know you got that Gonz diet under control. We're happy... uh, with your point of view on Cater. Um, yeah, man. Th- thanks for the voice note. <laughs> Have a great off season, bruv. All right, next up, we got a voice note from Black TJ. Let's take a listen. Hey, what's goody, Sonny Dogs? Yo, the Tommy Sandoval episodes post office where you guys talk about sponsor tick and sponsor stomp had me absolutely dying. It uh, brought me back to the first couple years I started skating uh, when I would do sponsor tick after doing tray flips. I saw Kenny Hoyle do the sponsor tick in his uh, intro of Transworld and now and he did sponsor tick after doing a tray flip and him being one of my favorite skaters like I thought that was the cool thing to do so whenever I do a tray flip I do sponsor tick and it wasn't until probably a year later that my homie brought me back down to earth that that was not sick I'll never forget it man I like was playing a game of skate against him and I did a tray flip feeling pretty nice and I just did the sponsor tick sponsor because I thought that was the cool thing to do. And my homie was just like, oh, cocky much? And man, that just like shattered my poor little brain. I had no idea. I thought since Kenny did, it was the cool thing to do, but obviously that wasn't the right thing. But that brings me to my first question. Have you guys reached out to Kenny Hoyle at all to be on the pod? Dude's still one of my favorite skaters, and he's been steadily killing on Instagram lately. It really brings a smile on my face to see that dude still just cruising, crushing it. And my second question, you guys a few years ago posted some manual tricks out these on these uh, colorful mani pads. I think they're in Spain, but not 100% sure. 
And the ghost is talking to this kid And he says this phrase That just makes me laugh every single time But I have no idea what he's saying I don't know what language it is I don't know I have no idea But I'm just wondering What does Ahana Mas DJs mean <laughs> uh, Thanks for the laughs boys And the amazing season You guys kill it It's a cool ting Peace Japes means. Yo, Black TJ, you had us dying listening to that voice note. Thank you. <laughs> um, first off, Kenny Hoyle, we would love to get him on. I don't think we've reached out yet, uh, but trust me, we're both big fans of him. And like the whole KO Corp, you know, had a huge impact on us coming up too. So don't think we don't think we sleeping on him. We'll get him on for sure one of these days. And uh, I'm not my state japes. <laughs> it it doesn't mean anything. Me and my crew that I grew up with, like, so I'm in the French school system. So we make these noises that are like a mix of like just French noises, but they're not French. We just kind of use our French accent for them and just say gibberish. But yeah, I, I basically grew up in the Toronto French school system, which is tiny. So I had the same friends from grade five to the end of high school. And we just, over the years, been yelling so many weird noises at each other. And then, uh, you know, of course, I started doing that around the skate homies. And so they're all used to my looseness, but I try and kind of spare the podcast world because it just would be, it just makes no sense when I make weird noises, but um, now that I know that you enjoyed that, maybe I'll I'll bless some some noises once in a while. You know what I mean? <laughs> and uh, the Manny Pads, they're in Paris and Sponsor Tick. That's a good homie you got right there that called you out for that. Real man. talk. Give that man a pat on the back, dog. <laughs> we don't need that. We don't need that fucking tanking ass shit on the sesh. But it is funny. It's still, I don't mind seeing it because it's just something to laugh at, you know what I mean? But, um, yeah, send us, send us a video of one of your tray flips, yo. <laughs> Black Teej, post office legend. All right, next up, we got an email from Reef Willard. Yo, longtime listener of The Bunt, first time writing in. Stoked on what you guys do and the laughs you bring on Wednesdays. One of my favorite talks are about illegal tricks. I love the depth you guys go into on why a trick is or isn't. Anyways, my question pertains to this subject. At Memory Screen on Instagram recently just posted at Maya Harasemi, sorry, I don't know his real name, doing a front lip kickflip on a ledge that I could watch all day. I know you guys don't care for the use of the Forbidden 14, but I wanted to get your opinion on the two clips of the front lip kickflips, if you guys have any. And do you consider this an illegal trick? It's pretty amazing in my eyes. Okay, so I actually did see that on the Explore page on Instagram. And that was ridiculous. Have you seen it, Donald? No, I'm gonna go look right Yeah, now. peep that. So, me and Donald are fans of the Forbidden 14, just not on ledges. So, we'd be doing all types of board slides and lip slides on rails huge rails 10 stairs kick front boards like twa but it's just uh it's just the fucking ledge 
lip slide shit that we're not big fans of personally. I mean, if you're Jesus Fernandez, like, you know, <laughs> I'm about it because he's on a next level and he can, he's found some good combos that have looked good. But uh, those two lip slide kickflips you mentioned were so sick. And that's like one of the rare cases where it depends who's doing it and how it's done. Where like something that we normally consider illegal, we might be like, that was tight. And I don't even really consider lip slide kickflips illegal. I just wouldn't do them myself. And the ones he did are fucking incredible. So I was definitely going to pass. All right, next up, we got an email from Robert Wheeler, the legend, the homie. Wheeler, baby. Hey, boys. Was wondering if you guys have ever heard of a skater named Jess McCraney. And if so, what do you think of his skating? I had no idea who he was until my friend KP sent me some clips of him on Instagram this past year. It seems like he only had a 411 and exposure part, along with a few random Instagram clips floating around. Blasting switch trays over blocks like it's nothing. To me, he's like the American Travis Stanger. He came and silently conquered, absolutely annihilating Chaffee High School in his wake, then disappeared without a trace. Take care and keep doing it for the people. P.S. I'm moving back home to Toronto in August, so tell Devin to get some plastic covering on his couch. It's about to get pissy pants in there. Also, let's get a petition going to have that Anthony Mosley episode see the light of day. Wheeler baby, I'm sure Devin's couch is uh, war ready, you know, that room's uh, probably seen it all and uh, it probably is missing a guy like you. As far as Anthony Mosley goes, uh, maybe one day, man, but I think that would have to definitely be for our Patreons only because uh, we got to hook them up. And as far as comparing anyone to Travis Stanger goes, Wheeler, I don't think you can do it, man. <laughs> I, I watched a little bit of Jesse McCraney before I answered this question. Watched his exposure part. Hell of a skater. Probably did exactly what you said. Came silently and conquered, annihilating every spot. But Travis Stanger is a different breed. And like Joel Scullard likes to say, the man is just built different. Joel, you are not... Travis Stanger. Oh, 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 whoa. <laughs> I thought I thought you were gonna say I thought you were gonna say Joel, you are not wrong. This guy just said you are not built different. That is savage just, and I can't wait. You challenged me I, Okay, so the other day I when I said I roasted him in, in a game of skate, um Joel came at me, you know, saying he heard it, <laughs> this and that talking about he's built different so. <laughs> oh, i can't wait to hear what he has to say now shit cuz fucking legend <laughs> oh it's like an unfair battle that i get the mic and he doesn't but i know I, maybe one day he'll send us a voice that's note, the best you know? thing about the podcast is we can chirp all our homies and they can't do a damn thing about it <laughs> <laughs> but uh oh. yeah mosley that's a great idea patreon thing and uh yeah i i don't i'm not familiar with mccraney so i can't comment but i can only imagine comparing him to stanger is blasphemy but you know whatever he's fucking butter though he is fucking butter but i mean stanger's is a he's different real shit unlike joel we're thanks for the email looking forward now, to you now moving. you're in on yeah. it too you know 
fucking pile on Joel. Who else wants a piece? Thanks. Maybe the next email will be about Joel. Thanks for the email, Wheeler. Can't wait for you to move back. Let's get a sesh popping. All right. Last email of the season. Holy shit. It's been like a thousand emails this season, man. Coming in from Hortensio Herrera. How's that, Montoto? Fuck six. Hello, Safe, Dono, and Ants One. Here is Hortensio Herrera, aka Carl, writing again from the real, real South. Wanted to say thank you for this season. Absolutely barn burner. Great guests, and I'm loving those long ass post offices. Well, at least it's good to know someone's listening because goddamn, are these ever getting long? My question for you this time is about skate memes. What are your views? on the meme subject i wanted to know if you were into the memes pages about skateboarding on instagram are you aware of them follow some of those if so which one even a few account admins had interviews on solo i follow a few for a good laugh and send some to my friends i know most of them lurk on slap and made public some serious rumors of pro skaters in fun in fun ways that turned out to be true and had consequences just wanted to know your opinion on memes and also wanted to tell you that you should interview. Nah, just kidding. Do your job as you've been doing all this time. Congrats for the season and I hope to have five more years of the bunt. Hasta la vista. Yo, hit this hard. Okay. Hit that harder. Hasta la vista. From Hortensio Herrera. Yo, appreciate the email, brother. Thanks for wrapping out this uh long ass post office and it was actually really nice to hear you say you appreciate the longer ones because sometimes we and donald are like holy shit another email but glad to know that um, at least one person's enjoying them bro carl coming with that sense of humor just when uh we thought he was gonna hit us with some recommendations on who we should interview hit us with the just kidding absolutely love that probably one of the greatest jokes we got in the post office this season <laughs> so we getting all sorts of fucking recommendations meme accounts man we definitely we see them people make some memes of us uh i think it's verified account is one of my favorite ones and i'll have to find this i think we reposted it at some point this season but it was uh, the Bunt Globe with the headphones and the uh, handshake. And then I forget what uh, Greek god it was underneath, but they had them labeled, labeled as Ants 1 holding us oh, up. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, that was beast. Just letting the people know that the pot ain't possible without Ants 1. The glue that holds it together puts the finishing touches on everything. And uh, that, that just brought a smile to my face knowing that... Uh, people out there recognize the hard work that ants puts into man real talk man if if it wasn't for ants you guys would just hear some like shit with the levels all off no sound effects no music just fucking you might fall asleep to my monotone voice because it it needs that ants magic touch you feel me and by season six it might be me and norby guerrero doing the interviews <laughs> Oh, uh, all right, y'all. That's gonna wrap up the post office for this season. Y'all made this a special one. Kept us busy. Kept us on our toes. And uh, keep getting them emails, voice notes, and now memes into the buntlive at gmail.com, Man, let's get it. We ain't stopping. We do a shit for the people, man. Hell yeah.
now the rundown the skateboard world source for sports brought to you by steam whistle canada's premium pilsner the only buzz sometimes i feel like our seasons always line up so that we're off air during the playoffs or the finals or the super bowl but here we go again we're gonna miss the nba and nhl playoffs so it's a little bit of a prediction episode here but we're gonna start off with the awards man hit me with your rookie of the year real quick in the nba yo i think we'll be back for the finals hopefully let's let's try and make that a goal but i'm gonna go anthony edwards i feel bad for Lamelo ball and you know what he's back now so maybe you know what i could i didn't even think about that he could take it back if he didn't get hurt it would have been an easy choice but anthony edwards has actually been putting on a clinic now it's often in a losing effort but i'm a huge fan don have you heard any of his interviews Dude, Ant-Man, I fucking love this guy. They asked him who Alex Rodriguez was, and he had no idea, and he didn't even give a yeah. shit. Like, it's he's literally the best human. Okay. I have him on one of my teams, and he's actually going fucking nuclear right now. Yeah, too. I'd be happy for him to like, win it straight up. But, yo, did you see the fucking mm-hmm. the follow-up one when they talked about his baseball, him playing baseball when he was a kid? Mm-mm. Anyone listening who's an NBA fan, just if you haven't heard it just google it anthony edwards talks baseball or whatever i'm sure it'll come up it's fucking gold um but yeah that's who do you think yeah i was gonna say anthony edwards too i mean it's obvious lamelo ball exceeded expectations and they were huge so that guy if he didn't get hurt was obviously gonna be the uh the rookie of the year um those announcers in charlotte were going to be the announcers of the year because they hadn't had nothing to cheer for in fucking 30 years lamello <laughs> ball came through and fucked everything up but i think you gotta give it to anthony edwards man just steady the whole season he went through multiple times in the season when there was no cat d'angelo's been in and out of the lineup and he's been the only steady thing going there and obviously yeah they're losing a lot of games lamello's team is probably going to make the playoffs i think but I would give it to Ant. Yeah. Just because he's steady. Eddie. Well, he was, well, he was far from steady early in the season, but he's a fucking rookie. But like, like you said, like he's, dude, he's putting up 40 pieces, like casual now, you know, love mm-hmm. to see it. Um, looking forward to his career. Next up MVP, man. Quick prediction. Let's go. This is one of the hardest years I feel like because now Giannis has I turned think, it up and his numbers are actually better than last year I think I heard mm-hmm. he's been going crazy but this is one year where I think it's time for a lifetime achievement award man well who do you want to give it to I think we give it to Chris Paul oh number one in the I think west we give it to Chris Paul yo like and he's been shuffled around for the last couple years makes every team he's on better and then they ship him well, last year they shipped him to OKC to die. They they thought they were leaving him left for dead in OKC. And what's he do? Turns him into a playoff team. Yeah. And then people just think it gets even worse. And they send him to Phoenix. Obviously a little bit more upside than OKC. But Phoenix, they haven't been nothing since Steve Nash left. And look what the fuck he's done there. And we always talk about we don't like the Lifetime Achievement Awards. But this is a time where I think it's right. 
Dude, you know what's crazy is like OKC, no one thought they were doing anything last year. They take Houston to game seven in round one and lost, barely lost that last game. Fast forward a year, Phoenix is number one in the West. OKC is absolute garbage. So that's his impact <laughs> right there. Garbage. Um, I would not be mad at that, but I also would not be mad if Jokic won and he's been holding down the fort with no Murray, which has been really impressive. And I would not be mad if Embiid won because if Embiid didn't get hurt, he would he would have been my clear choice. Bro, he's been putting up, like Kendrick likes to say, like casual 37-piece spicy wing dinners on their regs with 13 biscuits <laughs> on the side or whatever the fuck. He finally, like, I, f- I think trusts his body more than ever. I, I know I heard him in an interview saying he's he's been uh, taking his eating a lot more serious and lost some weight he's he found like a chef that works for him that like lives with him i think that um they're not trying to change what he's eating because he tried in the past to do some like shitty like vegan whatever like stuff they tried to make him eat shit that he didn't enjoy and that didn't work for him but now they've found a chef that makes him what he wants but he eats lesser i can't remember but basically it's showing in his game is the point i'm trying to make and with this new confidence in his body, he's really unlocked that like Shaq level confidence in the early 2000s where yeah. when he steps onto the court, he knows there's no one in the league that has a chance at stopping him. And um, I would be super hyped if he wanted to. It sucks because the three guys that we think could win it or we want to win it are all first timers. So like we're going to feel bad for the two who don't because you never know when if you're going to have another opportunity to win one, especially Chris Paul. But if any of those three That's win, I'm, I'm happy. And I'm happy too. I, I wouldn't be unhappy if Giannis won, but I I think I would be happier if one of the others. Yeah, only because you know, Giannis is obviously yeah. like he's doing his thing. But, but that's the thing it's like every year it's either the narrative helps someone win it like the well that's what happened to lebron for years right is they just pick someone else yeah, yeah. i feel like because you get used to how good lebron is and now we're used to how good Giannis is but you said it best you can't go wrong with with either of the big three obviously Jokic is he's the fucking man what he's doing is insane uh Embiid had his he missed some time but Literally, he's gonna be the biggest problem ever in the playoffs. Like, I can't wait. if I'm him, I'm not scared about who the fuck I play because there's nobody stopping him. Like, it's not even close. Like, who the fuck is Brooklyn gonna put on him? <laughs> Jeff Green or Jordan? Like, you're getting eaten alive, dog. Yeah. But I just want. I would really love to see Chris Paul because I think. I don't think, and this is sad to say, that Chris Paul is gonna win a championship in his career. So I would love for him to have this award because he is that great of a player and he's made that big of an impact on basketball. Yeah, I feel that. And I also feel this might be his last best shot to win a championship. Clearly his best shot was in the Clipper era or sorry, actually the year when he hurt his hamstring in game five, if they had gotten past the, uh, the Warriors, that was probably going to be I think they would have beat the Cavs that year. Um, but, yeah, and then there was the year with the Clippers where they had the complete meltdown to the Rockets. 
but this like he's no spring chicken who knows how many more years he can defy father time so if they randomly made it to the finals like i'd be rooting for him pretty hard ghost he hasn't missed a game either. that's insane he's played every fucking wow. game and uh let's be honest i don't think they're gonna win the finals do you no it depends who gets there it so, depends who gets there but yeah i feel like ayton needs another year like he's so up and down devin booker's ready yeah. but he, he's not the force that uh some of the other centers we're talking about are like if he gets stuck going up against Goldberg, Jokic, or heaven forbid and beat in the finals like he's gonna get toyed with. yeah the problem is everyone else it's rare to make it to the playoffs and then just win a championship right like even the warriors even though their championship was out of nowhere they had gotten to round two the year before and possibly round one the year before that i can't remember but you know this would be booker ayton bridges all their main young guys this would all be their first time in the playoffs their only like vets are cp and fucking crowder that i can think of off the top of my head sarich has been in the playoffs with the sixers but yeah uh, yeah i don't really see them winning the championship but i would not be mad if they did so i'm going with cp you're going with Embiid, and if it's Jokic, we're happy with yeah 100 percent. another award i want to talk about and literally just no explanation necessary. I want to hear two words, man. Most improved player. Julius Randle all day, every day. We talked about him last week or the week before. Uh, I remember halfway at the All-Star break, it was like, okay, the Knicks, it's kind of cute. They're in a playoff spot, but they have the toughest schedule. Second half of the season, everyone was writing them off, myself included. I did. I wasn't fully believing and I wasn't really watching their games. And then I tuned into a few more recently and I was like, yo, yo, these guys are for real. And it's all starts with Julius Randle. Um, you look at KP, that trade, you know, they got a bunch of crap back for him that they just turned into cap space. They signed Randle. So now a lot of people are like, oh, who really won that trade? You know, KP's hurt every other game. And uh, the Knicks are looking like they got a nice young core. Randall definitely deserves that award. 100% and it ain't even close. Finals prediction, man. Let's hear it. Oh, all so okay, should we do prediction? Let's do finals prediction and who we want in the finals cuz those can be two different things. So, I'll say finals prediction and this is based on health. I just there's too much up in the air with the Nets. I think if they're 100% healthy, they go but i'm not convinced that's going to be the case so i'm going to say i'm so torn between philly and the bucks right now but for whatever reason my gut right now is telling me that Giannis is tired of getting fucking hated on for getting eliminated in the conference finals they got our boy fucking mr defense himself elite wing defender drew holiday and middleton i feel like he's ready to put on a show these playoffs he's been quietly solid as per usual <sighs> i'm gonna say the bucks Let's not forget they got pj tucker yeah yeah he's a nice little piece he's averaging have. three points a game since coming over in a trade but we know he, oh, we know it ain't the points that matter with him <laughs> ain't why he's there <laughs> so yo i'm gonna go the Bucks come out of the East, and 
the West is such a fucking toss up. I'm a I'm a double down on my Clippers choice. They're kind of doing it big under the radar. Even with their stars hurt, they find ways to win games. I'm gonna go Clippers, Bucks. Ooh. Is that what you want or that's what you That's think? what that's what I'm gonna say. I think what I want is a little different. What do you what do you think? I I you know, I kind of feel the same way about the Milwaukee Bucks like they've they've put in the hard hours, you know. They've done the dirty work. I feel like they are ready to take that next step, but I I don't think they can beat and beat. Like I think Philly's going to beat them. They have nice pieces around and beat as well. Seth Curry having a nice year. Harris always doing his thing. Simmons got that defense just like Drew Holiday and I'm just going to have to go with the Sixers and then Coming out of the West, I mean, it's fucked. The Lakers might be in a play-in game, man. But if LeBron and AD are healthy, that is one of the most formidable duos ever put together in the NBA. So I'll say that the Lakers somehow find a way to get there. And it's that's a big-time playoff series, AD versus Embiid. Let's Ooh, go. That'd be wild. I don't want the stress of having to root against LeBron in the finals again, though. Okay, now for who, who do you want to come out? Um, I will still go with the Sixers. I like that's who I I really want to see him beat on the big stage. Mm-hmm. Like we just saw how much it meant to him when Kawhi hit that shot over him, and I feel like that's a type of passion in sports that me and you love. Like it fucking broke that guy yeah. to lose that game on a shot like that. So he's. Night in and night out, he's going to give it everything he absolutely has. And then I'm going to say, I want to see the Jazz, man. Like, Ooh. if Mitchell comes back, I love the Utah Jazz. And Embiid and Gobert got a little... They don't like each other too much, <laughs> man. And I think they can go at it big time. And Gobert's primed, man. You see what he did to Jokic the other night? That shit was... What'd he do? That shit was grimy to end it. Blocked him to end the oh, game. Shit. Left Jokic on his back. It was... Uh, it was a big time play. So I've always been a fan of the Jazz. You know, we love Spider Mitchell. Hey, yo. That's obviously not like the perfect scenario for the NBA. I, I don't think they would approve of that. But I also want to see Steph Curry go on a run by himself, man. So I want to see a lot of different things in the NBA. Yeah, um, Steph can't carry them to the finals. If they if they win a couple games in round one or make the plan, like that's a successful season. Uh, Steph's been, we didn't talk about him for MVP. Because we know he's not going to win it, but god damn. But, uh, he's crazy. Who I want to see, you got me thinking the Suns. That would be such a cool story. But there's a lot of teams in the West where I'd be happy to see them. But my dream finals would probably be the Sixers. Definitely, I'm right there with you. I love Tobias Harris. Uh, I've always had a soft spot for Seth, just, you know, being in his brother's shadow. But like fighting his ass off to stay in the NBA because for many years he was bouncing around and in the G League and shit. So always root for him. Um, you know Ben Simmons does it on D. Blah blah blah. They got a they just got a team that I like and I've I'm always been a fan of Doc Rivers. Uh, and then out of the West it's hard, but I think that would be a cool series. Uh, with the Suns just having two teams full of guys that have not won championships and just seeing an absolute dogfight, you know, that hunger would be cool. I think we're on the same page, man. But I also fucking love Paul George. I know he's been like 
ridiculed a lot the last two years and he kind of brings it on himself but when kobe retired i was kind of like yo paul george is like then like not necessarily my favorite player after kobe but he's got the prettiest jump shot in the nba in my opinion and that year in okc like he was so fun to watch so to see him mm-hmm. kind of pop off in the playoffs and redeem himself and actually earn the name playoff p that would be pretty cool a good thing about the clippers right now is you gotta envy the situation they're in man they're just middle of the pack not a lot of people are talking about them they're everyone's worried about the suns and the jazz up top they're talking about how the lakers are falling to the play-in and they're just kind of sliding under the radar doing their thing i bet you they'll rest paul george a game or two rest Kawhi a game or two and they're gonna come to the playoffs hungry and we know what Kawhi can do so I, they could easily be in the finals you know would love to see it mm-hmm. all right bro wrap this one up for us man season 13 wrapped up in style with carlos ribeiro big shout out so fucking hyped he came on the pod one of my favorite interviews we've done in a while you know wrapped up with a blessed post office thank you so much to everyone contributing to the show black tj legendary voice note and uh hopefully some of our predictions come true in the sports world and hopefully we're back in time to fucking comment on the finals as they're happening much love to everyone listening out there we'll see we'll talk to y'all soon and definitely big thanks to ants one our boy scotty booth morgan smith everyone behind the scenes at the pod all our sponsors chpo brand victor over there we got wes at dickies we got jim at deluxe everybody at vans the vans family always taking care of us catch y'all in a little bit man me and the ghosts need to take a nap g (laughs) peace